0: Hey, this is Jason Sean Alexander, creator and artist, writer of Empty Zone, and the current artist on Spawn. You are listening to 11 O'Clock Comics.
1: I got nothing to complain about on that one. That was for you. Ah, it wasn't for me.
0: It was for you. 1-300 well, this week, bitches. I'll it take. Well, that
1: you. see the, what the the listeners don't know is, this is our special all spawn episode where we're gonna what go. The, d-
0: what your co-hosts don't know is, <laughs> yeah, well, we're Steve gonna
1: go deep co-hosts. on spawn. Where well, there's really how can how deep can you go on this? Seven years in the
0: making. Yes.
1: Yeah. yeah. Todd makes me laugh. He really does. He's he's. And con- how are you gonna? I mean, you know, we 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 bitch about the.
0: Um, well, we don't during, really. The episode is usually after the fact, but I know that people have been bitching about the typos in, in the um, House and Powers books,
1: but um, <laughs> there was a bit
0: of a flub in uh, the chapter listing in
1: Spawn. Not only the chapter listing, when you got a character named Mark and he spells his name with a C... And then the the first time you you, you you put his name in there it's with a k and then the very next page it's with a c. You know, you but, need you need a little bit of oversight on that, I think.
0: on, Tom? I mean, you know, you've been doing you've been lettering books for how long? And I think he's the series editor. But still.
1: Yeah. And we'll get into uh, it, but that I mean, I don't who reads Spawn for <laughs> for scintillating storytelling. Read. I mean, it's not happening. It never has happened that way. Spawn yeah. is all about the art. It's it's just cool characters beating the shit out of each other. That's all it it's is. Cool jumping on point for three hundred. I will say. Yeah. Yeah. Yes and no. Yeah. Yes oh. And, okay.
0: You know. But I mean, whatever. someone we'll, who hasn't read it in many, many, many moons. I I'm curious to see where where it's going with issue three hundred one.
1: Yeah. Okay. That's awesome. That's that's entirely what I'm uh, what he wanted to do. I'm sure to get other people reading it. Yeah. Used to be number one. Now it's like, what, mm-hmm. one, one fitting? <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Look around. It's 11 o'clock comics, episode 625. How, how time flies. And uh, I am Vince B.
0: You are Vince B. And I am David A. Price.
2: You are David A. Price. And I, of course, am Albert Francis. Call me Al Simmons.
1: Aw, look at you. He's so cute. You're not Al Simmons though. You're Jason Wood. But I, I, I appreciate the effort. I really do.
2: I fun fact, I was second runner up in the uh casting call uh that Jamie Foxx beat me out.
1: Well mm. well you can act better than Jamie Foxx. Um Yes, you can Fun fact number two, Jamie Foxx uh won the Best Actor Academy Award. I know. I'm I'm well aware of that. Okay. I think you're better, but Be hating on my man Jamie. I'm not, mean, not hating on him. He's he's I guess good, but you know, whatever.
2: A legitimately fun fact. Whoa! It was, it was Whoa. announced today that Eddie Murphy is going to go on tour in 2020.
1: That's mm. great. Wait, what? Yeah. Uh, uh,
0: wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't surprise
1: old me. And and old and busted. Old and busted. Surprise me. Oh, my God, you're so racist. I saw Eddie Murphy live in concert on the Delirious Tour, okay? I liked Eddie Murphy, but dude's been away for a long time. Dave Chappelle is the is the shit now, so I don't think... You don't, you don't think Eddie, Eddie still got it, though? No.
0: We haven't seen Eddie do anything.
2: No, I know. to
1: say he still got but, it, but...
2: I mean, Eddie's Eddie, dude. It's like riding a bike. You don't forget.
1: Um, We'll see. Uh, we'll see about that. But I'm not, I'm not dooming him to failure. I'm just saying, sure. in the big old stack of favorite comedians, Eddie Murphy's nowhere near even middle of that stack for me. Wait, what? No, I don't think he's all that great. Holy schnikes. anymore? Any more? Any more? He was. Okay. Well, how do you say anymore? I mean he he
2: dropped his mic at the peak. He didn't. I mean, like well, he he hasn't done a stand up comedy in almost thirty years. I mean, okay,
1: now as far as the the legend are you adding the movies or are you just going no, by them? no no okay just the yeah well this the stand up was good the stand up was very good
2: but there's a lot better out there like adam sandler now, hey goat is brilliant comedy album that doesn't i don't i don't
1: forget that just because his movies blow well they don't but <laughs> whatever <laughs> And you know what doesn't blow as well? <laughs> Discount Comic Book Service. They're always there for you, waiting in the wings, just eagerly awaiting you to press those buttons and order your books because you can go to dcbservice.com. That's com, and get all your books, get them fast, and get them delivered right to your door. Climb that mount, spread your arms wide, and rejoice because the list of specials, really quickly this time, has been posted they are many, but I've whittled it down to three. Number yes, yes. one, yes, as I usually do. Number one from IDW. It's the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles ongoing number one hundred. Note price. Note price. Yes, it is a seven ninety nine book, but you're getting it for half off. That's three ninety nine. And what's inside? Dave Wacker. Do you need to know any more? It's the culmination of the City at War storyline. Big doings. This has been building for what seven issues
0: since ninety three. Well, and, you got you got to count. The free comic
1: book yeah, you got to count that that uh, elusive Free Comic Book Day issue. But yes. um, we have a new turtle.
0: Wait, yes, what? and oh, speaking of, and and those pages are available by Dave for sale from Caden's Comic Book Art, including. I mean, it's been a few days since I have I saw the post, so maybe it's sold. But yes, including the first appearance of the new turtle drawn by Dave.
2: So wait, can we speak on this for a second? I, I had no idea.
1: Well, you don't. Are, are you not um, regular on the book?
2: Well, you know I'm not.
1: <laughs> oh.
2: I haven't, I haven't read Turtles in I, years. I don't, it's not, not a normal thing for me. But, but I'm uh, intrigued by the idea of another turtle. What's the story there?
1: A female turtle. Is it April? No, it's Jenica. Jenica okay. is um, Master Splinter's um, uh, tune-in, and uh, she needed a blood transfusion, and uh, uh-huh, a little She Hulk action. Yes, yeah. yes. Donatelle, or Leonardo uh, was the target of the blood transfusion, and and uh, she got um, she got fucked up. And she was near death and needed a lot of blood. And they're racing into the hospital, and they couldn't make it in time. So uh, the transfuser was Leonardo. So she mutated as a result. Good idea. I like it. Yeah, yeah that's pretty smart. It it gets
2: generation. Yeah,
1: a, yeah. I mean, that's that's that's
0: um, that that's a turtle esque venom move. Because I mean, for years it was just the four, and then that was the turtles. I mean, you kind of just. Knew that that they would always be together, and to 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 throw something new yeah. like that in there. That's
2: you know, like, <laughs> excuse me, I can hear the comics. Gators hate fomenting now.
0: Well, <laughs> she
1: doesn't have pronounced breasts. She's just
2: no, no, no. They would probably like that. Oh. <laughs> No, the, I'm saying the comic skaters would would be mad I, if they are. I, I don't pay attention to them, but I'm assuming if they're they, they, this is the kind of thing they would lose their minds over. Oh, well. Because you know what they'll say? They'll say, "Oh, just
1: trying to be woke and PC." And... Well, there oh, are two genders, so it was a fifty fifty shot, you know.
2: Mm, like, I, think I mean, the woke thing, Vince, is to say that gender is a spectrum. <laughs> um,
3: <laughs> yeah, I'm,
1: I'm, I'm. So- I'm trying with this. I mean, I'm, I'm really trying. I, I don't – biologically, there are two. Spiritually, there may be more. But I'm just saying, biologically, there's an A and a B or a one and a two, whatever you want to – a one and a zero, whatever. Um, but spiritually, as to what those souls identify with, there's, there are many. I get it. I get it. And I'm, my daughter is leading me into the path of, into the light on this. And I'm trying, but when, when you're, when you, when you're 54 years old and pronouns are particular to single entities and you're using a pronoun usually reserved for multiple entities like they and them to identify one person, like it just doesn't register with me, but I'm, I'm giving it a shot. I'm trying. I'm doing my best. Whatever. Yes, so um, Jenica got um, messed up by Karai, of course. And she's she's the the uh, next in line in, with the Master Shredder legacy. So, and she, she was a human,
2: though.
1: Yes. Well, because yeah. I wasn't sure. So she wasn't a turtle that became. No, I mean, no. she wasn't
2: like some other animal.
1: Cause no, 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 no. She, she wasn't one of the mute, mute animals. She was a mm-hmm. human, got and it. yeah, it's good stuff. But a uh, long-winded way to say that you can get Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 100. You can order it uh, through DCBService.com for a lousy 3.99. It's a It's an exercise oh, issue man. written by Tom Waltz and, and Kevin Eastman, the, the GOAT, the OG, uh, with art by Dave Wachter and more. Get it. Um, from Image, it's Heart Attack, number one, written by Sean Kittleson with art by the great... Eric Zavadsky and Michael Garland. And here is the pitch. Uh, superpowers and teenage romance collide in the newest Skybound original by Sean Kitson uh, and Eric Zavadsky. Uh, gene therapy has saved Americans from disease only to give birth to variants. People with powers so unique, the government denies their human rights. <laughs> but a rebellion has begun. Charlie North is on the run from police when he crosses paths with Jill Kearney. Instant attraction becomes mass destruction when they unlock powers neither knew they had. Now the question isn't how to use them, but how far they're willing to go. It's a uh, three ninety nine cover price, but you, smart person, get it for $1.99. That's 50% off. And last, but you know the drill, it's from Ahoy, it's Dragonfly and Dragonfly Man number one of five, written by Tom Payer. Uh Jamal's doing the covers on these things, and the art is by Peter Kraus. So this Ooh. is Yeah, this is the uh the sequel to the uh original the series. Wrongers. yes. And um again three ninety nine cover price, but you can has it for a dollar ninety nine. DCBService.com does not mind late orders or order editions and you get your books where? Right at your doorstep. They deliver it. They say, here, here's a big old honkin' box of books because you're very smart and you save lots of money and don't have to leave the confines of your house to get your favorite stuff. Like I can
0: personally attest to them not minding late orders and I can also personally attest to the big honking box because I do believe mine will be arriving tomorrow
2: nice i have not looked through previews yet <gasps> it's not a big month no it kind of isn't really usually isn't. when you say it's not a big month it's a huge month for me
0: mm. i'm trying to even think if there are any if there are many on the because normally when Vince says that you're like oh my god i've got like eight on the on order and, and i don't even know if they're that what many was a
2: power now. pack omnibu i know that
1: what in there the is, hell yes.
0: is that noise that is that. That's Onyx about to leave the room because she's she is crunching on uh, one of her Himalayan cheese sticks. And and they, what the hell is it? A baseball bat? It's <laughs> it, it's it's as heavy as one. But yeah, she just because she's she's a power chewer. I mean, normally normally she'll eat frozen carrots and but these are just these are extremely hard and obviously, but um, but she loves them. It's just unfortunately they do make a ton of noise. And I was hoping. She'd be nice and quiet in here tonight because she generally doesn't stay in here with me, but it doesn't seem like that's going to be the case.
1: Hi. So, yeah, uh-huh. dcbservice.com. Nice. Do it. Right. Hey, we got a shout-out. Of course we do.
2: Um, a good friend and multiple-time guest on the show, Mr. Ryan Brown, a.k.a. Ryan Brownie, and his lovely wife, Carrie, welcomed onto this earthly plane their son their first child mr kirby brown so a huge congrats and love to uh to our people the browns
1: yes massive congratulations and the pictures he posted on facebook one of them the baby looks a little like simon like he's got that look that simon has
3: (laughs) Ah, i was like you better ah, see
1: what's up (laughs) very big brother and the little brother. Yes, that's so cool. I mean, it's a beautiful baby, but just the way the look that he was given the camera reminded me of Simon.
2: I think the one picture is the. It looks like you know that meme of the baby that does like the kung fu like. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like that. I <laughs> love
1: that friggin' thing. I can watch like, that forever. Oh, it's great. Yeah. See, you, you're both evil because you got me into the animated gifs. They are the
2: bestest. My sons think it's super corny that I like animated GIFs, by the way. Why? Uh, because they think that's old school, like old man funny. They think that uh, <laughs> memes memes is where it's at. And and I have to say that, that 95% of the memes that they crack up at, I don't get at all, which is the point, I think. So <laughs>
1: Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> Speaking of old man funny, memes crack I was that's cursing cool. out somebody on the road today, and I said, I call them a jackass. Like, who uses the word jackass? And I said to my, my son, who was sitting next to me, I said, I've become my father. Uh-huh. Did, you, did you call him a nincompoop? <laughs> Miscreant, get <laughs> off the road. A, ne- a ne'er-do-well? Ne'er-do-well. do well again. Rapscallion. But no. Uh, so there we go. What are we drinking, peoples? What are we drinking? I uh, just got done a ride, hopped out of the shower,
2: came in, updated Skype for the 100th time. Because apparently, no matter how often you update Skype, every time you open it, they make you update it. Um, Uh, And I have an iced,
0: cold, delicious, pure leaf, unsweetened black tea. I'm so surprised you didn't bust out the pumpkin spice white claw first of all okay. <laughs>
2: that's funny that's funny first of all I'm a huge fan of the white claw I drank a lot over the Labor Day weekend by the way I hope everybody had a great Labor Day weekend and uh, there is no such thing as pumpkin, pumpkin spice white claw and if, if there were in fact something called pumpkin spice white claw the only thing I would do with it is ram it down Vince's gullet when you come to see me in October because I don't do the pumpkin spice
1: oh interesting <laughs> that's that's a wonderful segue because what I'm drinking is two XL Dunkin' Donuts pumpkin spice coffees. There we go. So I I adore Donuts, because they had the pumpkin spice. Would they have the best pumpkin spice? Yes. Does McDonald's the pumpkin spice? I think they do, but I I can recall having it and not being too impressed. Yeah. yeah, I always
2: worry. I don't like the taste in general, but I always worry that the pumpkin spice has cinnamon in it.
1: Oh. So you blow uh, up like a pufferfish? fish. No, but I get a,
2: a, a headache like a ball peen hammers splitting my skull open, so
1: mm, interesting. Cinnamon <laughs> Challenge awaits us and my two hundred nineteen.
2: That would send me to the ER.
1: Oof, I don't want that. No. I just want discomfort. I don't want emergency room. <laughs> <laughs> just... I do have s- somewhat of a heart. Dap, what are you drinking?
0: I am sipping on some Joseph Stewart Cabernet Sauvignon from California.
1: Nice. There you go. Sweet.
0: Anything uh, Anything of note come out this week?
1: Uh, I think we better do diligence and talk about stuff that came out. Last week, first. Last week. Yes.
0: Well, there was there was one there was one hefty. Oh yes, yes. Little, little apology yeah. that came out, and it had its moments. There were a couple of things that made me chuckle, um, and a couple of things that I just kind of scratched my head at. But overall, if we're starting with Marvel Comics 1000, I enjoyed it way way more than I expected to. Same. Mm.
2: Same. I don't know that I had an expectation for it, but I definitely enjoyed it, which I didn't... I thought there was a decent
0: chance I wouldn't. I was expecting a, a more... Either a traditional anthology with with a few page stories or um, some... And there was there was an underlying theme throughout, but I was, I guess, expecting, like, maybe one of those kind of stories where... Almost like contest of champions, where every Marvel character shows up to like save the day about doing something and and, and chasing an Infinity Stone or something. But I, I didn't. I really just based on the solicit, based on the list of creators, um, I really didn't know what they were planning on doing. And and I think um, a page a year made sense uh, for for. for celebrating Marvel's 80 years of publishing.
1: Yeah, me too. I thought it it was well executed. Um, I don't know what kind of fuzzy math they're doing to get to Marvel Comics 1000. (laughs) It just doesn't make sense to me where in the, the line of publishing Marvel Comics 1000 enters the picture. Because they made it up. Yeah, I know they made it up. So it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. I, I enjoyed it, but I think a lot of it is just fluff. A lot of it's just cast-off pages, that that are there to just, I don't know, to pad it out. Like I, I think that the cons- the concept is neat, where you trace the um the black mask, mm-hmm. the the um the the what is it the three X's, the Scientist guild, yeah. and how they become oh, yeah. the Enclave. That's cool, oh, yeah. and the Eternity oh. mask is cool. <laughs> Of course if you're going to start with the operative you got me right initially because we talked about the operative when we went into mystery men right it's he's a cool character but a lot of the the the, the pages are just reiteration of of what came before i mean it i think it's good but i don't think it's it's it qualifies as a a a testament to the legacy of marvel comics it's just it's too disjointed there's there's gray pages and then there's eh, and there's there's okay pages right i guess the one that really sticks in my craw is the one that celebrates in 1953 marvel's first parody series crazy is introduced and they use not brand eh, yeah it makes no sense
2: i i I think you're right to say that there are pages in the book that I could have taken or let take or leave and things like that page specifically that were head scratchers. I I totally agree with you there, but I guess I judged this once I sat down to read it. I judged this like I would judge any anthology. Mm -hmm. And basically for me, if, if an anthology gives me like 70, 80% hit rate, I feel like I'm okay. All right. No.
1: And, and I have to say, you're right. That was a terrible page. I don't know what was up that page. And but, just to interrupt but, you for one second, mm-hmm. if you are going to uh, champion the legacy of Marie Severin and you pick Tim Sale to do it, there's a problem. Mm. Right? I mean, Marie Severin was a, a goddess among human beings when she was working on not Brand Acker. I mean, she was amazing. Sure. Marie, whatever Marie touched was amazing. Sure. And this page does not even approximate what Marie did. I mean, I don't know if that was the goal, but it's in the style of not which is, you know, you can lay not at Marie Severin's feet. And this right. page, just like it's, it's flat. It's, I don't, I, it, I don't know. It's just a it was a big, big stinker for me. But oh. well, like, I, like you said, there are great, great pages in this book.
2: Yeah. I guess the thing I, I, I like the most is that I, I, they didn't take the, most obvious path with the comics that they paid homage to. Right. Um, right. It wasn't, it wasn't every, it wasn't even like tales of suspense until, you know what I mean? Like it, it was, it was literally a lot of these comics were comics. I'm sure a lot of these re- readers had never even heard of.
1: Right. But it starts so. off wonderfully with Jim Hammond. If you are going to make a testament to Marvel comics and you got to start with the OG the The original Human Torch, Jim Hammond, he's on the cover of Marvel Comics number one, so that should get the ball rolling, and it's great. I, it, while we're at it, I think the MVP of this book is Al Ewing. He seems definitely, yeah. yeah. He seems well, it's to his, have it's his brainchild. It, it's, yeah, he's, it was his. He's,
2: he's, yeah. uh, pretty sure he pitched it at retreat. said what happened. Oh, okay. Well, great. Yeah, cause yeah. It even
0: says on basically in the on the credits page that it's all. Um, it is. Let's see. Uh, Mastermind is Al Ewing, and then yeah, I mean, because he did write most of it.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: The um, the Michael Allred page is great. I mean, it's fluff, but it's it's a great page. It's, it's it's nice to look
2: at, you know. Well, I think they if first impressions count, I think they they got me on the first two pages. I, I think. Uh, and by the way, you guys would know this more than me. Is is Patrick Zercher always Patch? It used to be,
0: yeah. He, it used to. he he goes by Patch more than when he did the um when when I think it was Fraction that wrote those uh those Thor one shots that, uh-huh. that he drew. I think he was Patrick then. All oh, right, I, okay. I, I, I think he um I I know him as Patrick, and and I and I know on, hey. on Twitter and everywhere else it's it's Patch. And I thought Patch was kind of just a nickname, but I guess like uh, like Butch Geiss or Butch Juice, it's it's, right. it's just going by by Patch now. Yeah,
2: but the first two pages being Zercher and then Leonardo Romero, who I, I love very much. Yeah, um, very nice. I think that they got off to a great start with that. Uh, and then, I re- it's funny. I, I was I was just chatting today on the Twitters with Joshua Casara, who is their the guy who's drawing the third page, the loop. Um, so yeah, I, I think it gets off to a really strong start. Um, and agent and Jimmy Woo and Agents of Atlas, which is great. They're definitely playing up Jimmy Woo's role in the Marvel oh, Universe yeah. more.
1: Of course, they are. Yep,
2: it's well, almost like they're making him the new Nick
1: Fury. I don't mind that. I'm good with that. Yeah, yeah I, he's he's seen stuff. He's been around. He he yep. had, you know he's he was I don't want to say ground floor, but yeah, pretty early on. So um, it works for me. Plus, I just love Agents of Atlas. Best person to ever draw Jimmy Woo by far, in my opinion. Gabriel Hartman. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You nailed it. Yep. But I have no emotional attachment to the uh, character. Is that America? Uh, on the yes. fight for love. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah. Miss America
1: Chavez. Yeah. I, I've never read anything other than this with her no. in it. And it's just like, you know, okay, I get it. It's great. Big fan of hers. Big fan. And, but, you know, um, the the Cassidy page is. Cassidy not, ruins it. It, that's, it, that's it's where I it's to o- close the book. It's okay. You know, w I mean it's mm. not anything we haven't seen before. You know? Yeah. Well it's not a horrible image. I, it, mm, well it's my least favorite image in the
2: book, I think. So
1: it's it's but I
2: I, I really like the imminent page. I mean, like I think that's in as much as these are supposed to be one page stories, that's a one page story.
1: Yes. Yeah. Um Patsy looks a little too buff in in the center in the the main image. That's a little too muscular for me. Patsy. I dug that. I thought that was your Stee. I, I don't know, I think uh, when I think Patsy Walker, I don't think you know, massively chiseled. Yeah, I see what you mean now. Uh, looking at it, I see what you mean. Yeah, it's a little, a little it's of a swimmer body. It's a little man-like. Yeah, like I mean an if, Olympic swimmer body, yeah. But I mean, it's not. A, my God, it's Stuart imminent. It's not a horrible image by any means. It's just I, I like the, the the whole you know the whole selfie angles cool. It's a fun page. This is one of the better pages.
2: Mm-hmm. Dab's boy Ron
1: Garney. Yeah, Ron's great. I mean, you go down the. There's a laundry list of really great art. Len, Leonard Kirk is in here. Phil Noto. It's a good Phil Noto page. I like it. It, it is. I, I don't consider myself a Phil Noto fan generally, but this page I liked a lot. Yeah, and then Cameron Stewart shows up to say, "Yo, this is how you do it, my friends."
2: That is a fantastic. It, it really is. is. That is great. Yep.
0: Colors pop, and, and
2: again, they're it's... they're they're calling out Tessie the typist. I mean, that, <laughs> like, like, who's, like that is not a Marvel comic you're expecting to see,
0: right? And 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 that's one of the. Because in 1949, I guess there's nothing else to say right, except right. <laughs> that 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 it runs that it ends. And and there are a couple of years like that as as we'll get to as as we go through that that came to mind for me. But um, yeah, the 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 art so far has. Been, and then we're the, the, then we get Gabe on the next page.
1: Damn right. Um, I th- think that's by far one of the best pages in the book. It is, and
0: and it it's one of the pages that is kind of tying the thing together with with the uh with, with the thunderer and 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 now the dark avenger and and it was just um you now it's 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 marvel boy um talking to uh Jerry Carstairs or at least what what's left of Jerry. um yeah. and then all red yeah and then the all red page fun yes
2: yeah, yeah. Little, yeah. little little uh, uh, a, a very light page a page that doesn't to your point, another one of those pages that doesn't seemingly have much to do with the rest of the book,
1: right? But we get a little Stephen Strange cheesecake, or is it beefcake? Beefcake. beefcake so It's okay. Right. I mean, why not? Yeah. Equ- it's equal it's, opportunity. Uh, it's fun. I didn't get the. I mean, I understood it, but the uh, the Loki page was just like okay.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: This is one of those pages where the they they tapped a writer, and it happens later on in the issue uh, that has spent some time with the character and and tends to and the focus even though in nineteen fifty two during these mystery debuts there could be a million different things you could do with that idea with the title and to fast forward and go through loki's different personas over more recent years um is kind of odd i mean it's 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 i like Braithwaite style here, but it was still one of those um, I, I don't want to call it a speed bump, but after after a few pages of um, of the whole mask deal um, although the Doctor the, the Strange page before it kind of lightens the mood, but yeah it was just one of those odd pages.
3: Yeah, it's
1: like, but you know, when you're following Cameron Stewart who did some very eloquent visual problem solving. He did the mm-hmm. work on his page. Mm-hmm. This just seems like Braithwaite, and I, 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 I really appreciate Braithwaite. I love his style. It just seems like Braithwaite just came in and said, "Boom, boom, boom, boom." Okay, I'm done. Well, I mean, there's it no. It
0: may be what he had to work with. He was given five panels. Sure,
1: but it's in the way he interpreted those five panels, right? I mean, I don't know. Yeah, it just seems a, like a, it's based
0: on maybe how but but that could just be how it's it's I don't know how much give and take between a writer and an artist there would be when you're given a page to just come in and do something. I mean not everybody yeah Cameron Stewart kinda of told a whole story in that page. Um a lot of pages kinda of didn't, but um yeah it it's so all of, I've been spending way too much time on this one page, but yeah this is yeah. just one of those things where i I don't know i don't know if I can lay the blame on Doug
1: in this case well when when your object or your goal is to make a, a visually appealing page and it's not, then who do you blame you i don't I don't blame the writer, but well you know, you know the why the writer has nothing to do with the visuals he could he could suggest and say
0: they don't always just suggest they they can be very specific with page one panel one this is what happens page two panel so they they can be they can be heavy-handed if need be i don't know if kieran is i don't know what kind of play these the, the these two creators had Yes, I mean, your eyes land on it, and, and that's what you're looking at. So, okay, if you want to blame Braithwaite, by all means. But I, I don't, I'm, I can't just flatly say this page is a miss because of Doug.
1: Well, we'll skip the next page where the blame is, is freaking obvious. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we'll go to a, a beautiful page by Corey Smith uh, featuring Gorilla nice Man.
2: see Corey in here. Very yeah, nice, yeah. It's, a, it's yes. a
1: gorgeous page. If mm-hmm. if Corey Smith was doing a Gorilla Man ongoing, I would buy the shit out of every issue.
2: Uh, you can see all the Gorilla Man you want this these days in both the Avengers and the soon-to-be uh, Black Panther and the uh, Agents of Wakanda.
1: Yep. Is that drawn by Corey Smith? No. Mm. Okay. At least not yet. Right. But it does... Uh, champion the first appearance of gorilla man in uh men's adventures number 26 a very very different book uh title anyway than what we would uh, perceive it to be today (laughs) 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 i won't buy my new copy of men's adventures Woo! lock the door billy all right and we just talked about him last week something was that years (laughs)
2: ago back when magazines went before we all read digitally only uh I'm sure, like you, like you guys, I, I subscribe to a fair, a fair chunk of magazines as a commuter. And uh, I rem- this is back during the, the Maxim era, right? Mm-hmm. So I subscribe <laughs> to, like, GQ, Esquire, Maxim, and Details. Details. And then, like, wh- like, one month I'm like, huh. And then the next month I'm like, oh, like all respect but at some point details just made the executive decision to become a pre- predominant magazine predominantly focused for gay men hmm, <laughs> and really? i'm like and i'm like well i have a subscription like and you know that was in those days when you you got those cheap ass you know like four dollar subscription deals yeah, yeah so i think i had like a five-year subscription to the thing <laughs> and i'm like huh i'm like all right
1: then i'm like yeah. Okay. <laughs> you do you. Details. Well, could have so. been an, an insight into a new world for you. It was. <laughs> I got. I got. Ed- I got educated. Right. There's nothing wrong with edification.
0: That's right. Yeah, that's
1: true. Next up, Chris Weston. My good lord! Look at that page. Woot! It's beautiful. Is it wrong that whenever
2: I think of Chris Weston, all I think about is the twelve? You should no, be thinking of
1: Ministry of Space. I don't even know what that is. What? <laughs> What Warren Warren Ellis, Chris Weston, Ministry of Don't Space. Don't know it. Wow. Yeah. Well, Chris Weston, you could pick up any book drawn by Chris Weston, and you'd be—it would be a revelation, right? The guy is just impeccable, and I think it's a perfect pairing: the Black Knight and Chris Weston. Ah, yeah. oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. the detail all the quilted
0: armor and everything. It's yeah,
1: fantastic. it's really nice. Very, very nice. Yes. I would be uh, very pleased to hang that page on my wall if you I had know. it. Yeah. Again, I mean the trend continues. Another beautiful page by Eduardo Rizzo. My man, yes, does Jimmy Wu, and uh, Jimmy's uh, and again, my man Ben Franklin. Yeah, who is into the occult? My man, damn straight he is. Do so it that up. That means that Vince. That means I went to an occult college by proxy. Yeah, right. Right. I mean, you're probably tainted in some way, which yeah. is good.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: You went impure and you came out a little bit gray. That's okay. Right. But, I mean, this is a really good page. Not unlike anything we've seen from Eduardo Rizzo, but that's not a problem. When you're that good, all them pages Sometimes you stay in your lane because your lane is the fast lane. I would, again, if we're doing a, a Marvel Comics wish list, I would like to see a James Bond-ish take on Jimmy Woo solo book. That'd be great. Mm. I love Jimmy Woo. I dig it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, yes. Throw him in with the agents. Awesome sauce. But uh, mm-hmm. I, th- I think the character is compelling enough. and has been around enough. You can stick. He's like kind of like Wolverine. You can stick him into various time periods, and uh, and it would work. I'll write it.
0: Yeah, and I'd even to make make the agents supporting characters, and in, in, instead of it being a team book where everybody gets equal screen time, if it's a Jimmy book. Yeah, I mean, it's almost like a Marvel Team Up style book. Just he's he's front and center, and then have the people he knows yeah. uh, show up from time to time. But yeah, it's 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 he's the focus. He's the one handling business.
1: You know what? Any of the the agents of Atlas could support a uh, an ongoing Venus. Hell yeah, Gorilla Man. They could all. Support. That's why I love the team. I think all the characters. Marvel Boy could make an awesome ongoing. You that, mean a Uranian? yes we've you're right yes. the Iranian who's up next it's uh Kafu mm-hmm. yes. yeah and,
3: yes. and, go ahead
0: no please i just it, it's we. It, this isn't a complaint, it's just whereas earlier in the book, because it's not even though we're linear in terms of the years we're representing the story that al Ewing and Company are telling. Are kind of bouncing around because earlier in the book it was like six months ago and now here we are uh a handful of pages in with 1957 and we're flashing back to 89 years ago which takes place before the second story in this book yeah and which i i i'm all for i love messing around with time like that but it was just it's it's um don't expect a Dennis pictures is a straightforward tale with this, and and I don't know if anybody really should have, but I think the um I think Dennis Piper's last heist was uh I I, I dug it. This is one of my more um favorite pages. Yeah, I like Dennis well, Piper.
2: Yeah, and I was that, that's what I was going to say is that I think the other thing about this book is I feel like for the most part outside of Tim Sale, um, I'm I'm getting the best version of a lot of these artists. Because I, I often find Cafu a little too stiff and photorealistic. Yeah. 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 And I thought this was a nice page. It was nicely composed. It was a little delicate. I, I
1: So I thought, okay, I, I see you, Cafu. I'm not mad at you. Yeah. So mm-hmm. um, nice shadow play on this page. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Nice shadows. Um. Eh, well, I, I got to uh, make a little break. Yeah,
0: that, until you get to this page. <laughs> yeah. We saw the <laughs> best of everybody.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's what, it's Klaus. Why do they have Klaus drawing it though? Klaus Jensen doing uh, the uh, the Enclave and the birth or the 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 initial baby steps leading to Adam Warlock, or him, we should say. It's I I don't I don't dislike this page. It looks a little too Simonson esque for me, and I don't remember yeah. Klaus. Almost-
0: I'm it's an ink by Salvador.
1: It,
2: it looks like an inker without pencils to ink over.
0: But but that's that's typically, This this is this is Klaus. I mean, it's whether it's 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 a little um, maybe finer than than his Daredevil work by Miller, and it's it. But I'm used that this is what I would expect
1: to see from class i i give the guys a little bit of liberty here because they only have one page right and there's seven panels on this page so you got to make the best of them but i don't think and that's a wordy page though yeah but i don't think these panels make the are the best vantage point in each one like it if if you got a talking head in panel two and you got a talking head in panel three or four uh, i don't know it's just it just seems like it's I got to get this done. It's almost like this is
0: one page out of a multi-page story. Yeah, like, we're not getting a complete story here. We we are with the way it's 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 worded, but but this could be this could be page four in in a backup tale, and and there's an uh, of an eight-page story, and they yeah. just ripped this page out and slapped it in here.
1: It it is a, a downward spike but that's okay it's not a horrible page it's just it doesn't sparkle like many that came before it that's all and as uh, much as i love alex ross and boy can that man paint the next page was a whiff, <laughs> whiff for me
3: yeah,
1: for, for a writer he's a great painter yeah it was just a whiff um right it's almost like, as if
2: they the immortal hulk is such a massive breakaway hit that they thought well, we have to get that in here and then they use Alex Ross to
1: tell a story that has nothing to do with anything else. I don't know. Yeah, He just eats a microphone. Woo-hoo. Yeah. Uh, if he bit the hand, that'd be great. But, you
3: know, it's, it's it not just, ugly. It
0: of, no, it's not ugly at all. And and it, it just it reminds me of when, earlier when they introduced Journey into Mystery. And it's like... And it was the Loki page here. It's like we're 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 announcing that you know, in 1959 is when Tales to Astonish started, um, which of course was a split is,
1: book, yeah.
0: And but but this is, so it would have been neat is if they flipped the panels if if there were three panels on top and then another character three panels on the bottom. But that's that's all. Armchair quarterback. The um,
1: Astonish was uh, was Hulk and Iron Man. Tales to Astonish. Uh, it would be neat right. if they actually did. If he did a sequence on the top with the Hulk, and the sequence on the bottom right. Right. in the same exactly. vein with, um I believe it was Iron Man Tales to Astonish, right? Because the other one was um Cap. Well, it, was it?
0: Yeah, it was. It wasn't Cap and Iron Man. Or was it was a Cap and the. Oh no? yeah,
1: it was. I don't remember. I'm we're I'm we freaking old. Was not Ant
0: Man? Was it? Was it? No, no. Wait. I'm. So, uh,
2: Tales to Astonish Aster. was uh, Namor, right? No.
1: Uh-uh. Look at this. We're losing credibility we'll here. We'll be schooled. Don't worry. Yeah.
0: Um. But yes, I agree, Vince. If 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 you had three panels or or however many panels of, of Hulk on top and the flip side and and it I almost mirrored panels.
2: Yes, underneath was, that. was sounds
0: right, dude. Fuck yourself. Hulk and, Hulk and Submariner were the primary characters
2: in Tales of Astonish.
1: All right. Well, it would have been very oh, easy. Good. It would have been right. very easy to, because they're, they're characters of the same stripe. They're, they're abrasive, and, and especially now with, with the Hulk, it could have been great to have a, a mirror in, in, in concept page. And it would have been nice not to see six images of the, of the Hulk over and over and over. Mm-hmm. You know, they're basic. It's basically the same image. Right? It's just, just, I mean,
0: you've you've got, you've got Mantlo's Hulk, you've got Peter David's Hulk, you've got Planet Hulk, like so many different versions, so many ways to go about. If you just want to focus on Hulk, but but it's tales to this, it's a it's a tales to astonish page. But it's just you 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 write a story, you write a page of of Hulk being interviewed and basically acting like. A canine I just I don't know it, it's just mm. it's it's
1: it is what it is right yeah
2: the next page the interview I must say I've never heard of any of the creators um, same uh, James Ingle In, James Iglehart is the writer and Oscar Martin is the artist um, I thought the art was cute um, yep. I'm not a fan of uber muscular human looking group <laughs> I think he should look more uh, taller and skinnier, like a plant. But uh, but I, I like I liked it. I mean, it was cute for what it was. I yeah, not sure it fit in with the
0: rest of the book, but but it was cute. I like the rocket. Yeah, the rocket's great. It's, and so so's his attitude. It, it definitely yeah. sounds sounds and plays like rocket. Um, um, and I yeah. never I, I I to go along with the the beefcakey Groot. I, I guess he's somewhat of a of a heartthrob. And I mean, like she says, it's, it's the, the intergalactic, uh, the sexiest non-human. So, which, okay. But yeah, it's, it's just 1860. We're continuing tales to astonish because it says that Groot made his first appearance in that title's 13th issue.
1: I sped through this page very quickly. I, 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 this is not your, no, I couldn't wait for it to be over wow okay we don't have to yeah. go there i'm sorry Jeez.
0: but i appreciated 1961
3: because hey
0: yeah. it makes sense it's the first it's it's fantastic Four number one is published this this year um i i like that uh solid ahmed wrote it but i really really like that steve rude got the drawing
1: yeah it's a sweet page um best part of it for me is is seeing read the way i like seeing him. They, I think they got to dispense with the beard, the facial hair. It's oh, okay, okay. yeah, I'm not digging it, but it's, it's a great page. It this is, you know, uh, is it a great Steve Rude page? I've seen far better from Steve, but yes, in this context with all the pages surrounding it, it's a. I think it's a very good page.
0: And he packed the page. I mean, there's, sure. there's there's a ton of panels here, and and a bunch of characters thrown into these panels. I, I, the the chair is the most Kirby-esque looking chair I've I've seen, um, and it's great. And and I I like his his thing. Looks like he is just a a A lot of artists will will draw a thing smooth or with 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 maybe smaller pebbles so you can maybe see his expressions. But um, this is just a chunky rocky um you will you will hurt yourself if if you try to tap him on the shoulder thing
3: yeah yeah
1: and next up it's an amazing spider-man page by like this page javier rodriguez and uh the writers are phil lord and christopher miller it's a cool page um dot patterns uh just make me smile Mm-hmm. and so yeah I, I like this page a lot and, the and co- i love i the conversation is fantastic but the uh, javier did a great job on the colors too yes i yes, love yes. the colors yeah alvaro lopez is your
0: anchor and it's um yeah it's it's a great little spider-man is on the phone um with uh someone at the uh, the, the head of the columbia biology department um because he wants to explain what has happened to him since he's been bitten by a radioactive spider. Although, the person on the other end of the phone thinks that um, he's basically just claiming to have ESP magic shoes and are also the world's best unknown engineer. And I I, I did. I chuckled when I read this page. (laughs) I agree.
2: I I will say, too, how many young readers are... Looking at this thing, what is this strange device that Peter has in his hand? Yeah, isn't that
1: great? A nice, <laughs> good a old fashioned line. landline. Woohoo! Yes. Love it. Uh, Simonson's up next with an Iron Man pinup. Surprisingly,
0: You know, I mean, we've like. You could have given him the Tales to Astonish page. I would have thought, but yeah, yeah. it's he asked to do something Iron other Man. than Thor. No, you're absolutely right. Maybe he did. Maybe he did. Yeah, yeah. it's cool. It, yeah, it, it's.
1: And Since sword we don't get
2: much Simonson Marvel, well, we get none anymore. I,
1: I, I was a little disappointed. I don't like seeing gradiated colors on Simonson. I don't like seeing blends on Simonson. For me, Walt is best served with flat color. And It's interesting, too, because Laura
2: Martin colored him, and we know from her work, I mean, she's more
1: than capable of coloring in other ways. Oh, yeah. No, it's just, I, I don't dislike the page at all. Um, but I, I like seeing just just flat, solid colors behind um behind Walt's lines. I think he's far too strong of a presence for all these these gradations and blends. It's just I don't know. P- personal preference. I'm not right. I pick it. Yeah. Midsummer Night's Dream, Jerry Duggan, Chris Somney. Fo Somney. Sam yes. Som, Somne E O uh Yeah. Chris is, is a modern master. The guy's really good.
0: And he gets the he gets to draw Captain America, more or less, but uh it it's it's a neat little page from nineteen sixty four because Captain America is revived from the ice in Avengers number four.
1: Trapped under ice. Yep. Uh could have been a wonderful page. Nice attempt. Uh, yeah. Paul Hornsmeer uh does little black agar in Slumberland. <laughs> it it's 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 cute, it is but I don't think it goes the distance. It's okay. I think that's fair. Yes. Love the
2: idea behind the page.
1: Right. Concept was very sound. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Well, we can just move on. Um, Christopher Priest and Brian Stelfreeze. Not Christopher Priest, just Priest. Just Priest. Right.
0: Um, Yeah, this is uh, back-to-back. Fantastic Four pages because 1965 was the Inhuman's first appearance in Fantastic Four number 45. And one year later, we have uh, the Black Panther is created in Fantastic Four number 52 from
1: 1966. Yep. Synergy. If you're going to do a Black Panther page, hot damn, you put Christopher Priest on it. Right? Sure. I agree. Amazing run on Black Panther. Other than Kirby. The best run, right? Different. Well, I mean, you're
0: enjoying Coates Intergalactic? Oh, I am. Yeah, but sure. But yeah, I mean, it might might be too soon to say that Coates is up there with Priest and Kirby. But no, I mean, I... I,
1: Oh, I think he is, but...
0: I mean, you could also see, you know, Jason Aaron's few issues from, from... from Secret Invasion way back when. But I mean, you know, there's, but yes, there, if, when I, I still, to this day, when I think of Black Panther, I think of Priest. As much as I'm enjoying Coates' work, I just, I think of Priest when,
1: when Black Panther is mentioned. I think the character blossomed under Priest. Black Panther under Kirby was fun, but I don't think he plumbed the possibilities of the character anywhere near as well as Christopher Priest. That Definitely, run is so yeah. complex and right. and far reaching, and it's just the, just the bulk of it is great. Um, Ooh, that's, the, you got to throw that in the book of the month one of these times.
0: Well, it is. Um, I, I haven't made the list yet. So okay, maybe okay. it is. Uh, okay, but you yeah, know, and, and, and Priest was. Um, I mean, Priest did so much. to... Whether he built on things that um, that uh, McGregor started uh or just um or just turned black panther into marvel's batman with 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 the way he um approaches things and the whole being the expert strategist and and the whole or milagia i mean there's so many things that priest did to the character left such a mark um that whether it's more comics or the movies uh things are um things are benefiting from from priest's time
1: yeah, i would argue yeah. that aside from claw no one that loves black panther prob i mean they probably haven't even read the kirby stuff right i, I would say that priest is, priest that's established fair. black panther as the hero he is now the per yeah. i should say the character he is now right that, that's all priest that's on priest yeah. and I, i'm not denigrating kirby kirby's run is fun but oh, I don't think anybody can say you are. I mean, yeah. yeah, nobody's going to hold
0: that argument. Against you. It, it's but no, you're 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 right. It's it's there are just there are some writers who, um, take a character that, no matter how long they've been around, um, and no matter how many, how long the creator worked on it or how many other hands have played with it, uh, some creators just make it their own. Sure,
1: and, and yep. um, fair. some of them may
0: work with it. It's very fair. 1967.
1: Yeah. Cool page.
0: Back with Al Ewing and some Joe Bennett and Roy Jose. And 1967 is Adam Warlock is introduced as him in Fantastic Four number 67, making this the third Fantastic Four related page consecutive page
1: there should be a lot of fantastic four related pages but you know you can't
0: well, they, do justice There are twelve
1: months in a year they put out a
0: bunch of comic books in those years i think other things could have happened that weren't in fantastic sure four.
1: sure minor things there
0: are, there
1: are i mean there are a couple of years
0: coming up where i think maybe we could have used fantastic four instead of what they did because i'm just i'm it well anyway um but it's yes, and and the hint page also ties back into um, the mask,
1: and uh, which is the probably why. En- yeah, and the end really- Yep. Science blends into magic, which is awesome. Next up is uh, sixty-eight with Carol Danvers' first appearance in Marvel Superheroes number thirteen. You got Kelly Sue making the words and David Lopez making the art. Cute page. Little spark, little yeah. Spartan for my tastes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, I know a lot of panels, but it, it, it's another one where, where the year is 1968. We're not going to show Carol as she appeared back then. Um, but it is mostly a page that um, kind of resembles last year's movie more than.
1: Definitely. I mean, you have the cat, yeah. which Yeah. Yeah. yeah you got to serve all the outlets. Sure. I'm sorry, not last year's movie, earlier this year's movie.
0: Jesus, we're not done yet. Is it really this year? Yeah, it came right before. uh, Wow.
1: It was before Endgame because we had to introduce her. Wow. Spectacular page up next, uh, showcasing the origin of Galactus from Thor 169 in 1969. And it's drawn exquisitely by James Herron and Ryan North.
0: If um, I can only imagine once Felix says this page is available, it will be gone before he finishes. Sending yeah, that tweet. it's.
1: A, can you uh, imagine yeah. this page without the 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 type? It's it's done even without the colors. I'm just sure. It's, I would imagine, it's, it's and the colors are, are amazing. Bought. Yeah, already it. yeah, yeah, it's probably a good a good bet. Uh, Ralph Macchio, remember him? Love karate kid. I do um, and uh, Marco Checchetto of Kings and Sitters. It's a it's a cool looking page. And I, I more random though. It's like uh, yeah, sort Conan because and that's why not? That, why not have ROM
0: and Transformers and GI Joe in here then? Dude, this is what these are. But that's so but, obviously we can't because they don't have the ROM license. No, I understand. Like, no, I get it. Right, that. I know, and I know exactly that. That's exactly what you're saying. But this yeah. is one of those pages where if they didn't have, if they didn't get the Conan license a couple of years ago, would this page be representing 1970?
1: But it's, I don't it, think so. so it's it's one good of those that. Things will, they did because conan number 1 is a big deal in the the history of comics especially pertaining to marvel conan number 1 is a huge deal it ushered in the it ushered, it ushered in the bronze age yes
0: and it is one of the it's it's one of the two licensed property i don't i don't want to say two but the other licensed property that we're going to find out soon uh was the first since I think the thirties or so to sell 1 million copies. So yeah, the, the Marvel, when Marvel had the licensed properties, at least initially, um, they sold like, uh, like gangbusters, but I, you're not going to hear me complain about a Marco page. It's I, I, I love Chichetto's work. Um, this is, I, I, I like this. It's a great little story. I think it's, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely a King Conan or Conan, the King style story. Um, and, uh, it's, it's touching, and as, as touching as a Conan story can be, but I, I dug it a lot. It's not, it's not Conan the Barbarian, but it's um, it's it is a Conan page, and that's where, that's what we're shooting for. Yeah, you know? and and it's weird. It's weird to see Ralph write this and not maybe Roy, or even Jason Aaron.
1: Um, it is weird because Roy does appear within these pages.
0: And Roy's writing uh, the Savage Sword story that Alan Davis yeah, is drawing. So
1: yeah, it's, it's it's more current also. But yeah, you know, if wishes were fishes, um, this would have been drawn by Barry Windsor Smith. Yeah, but hey, huh. yeah, I can't have everything, and and no. that's not to slight Marco. It's a really super solid page. It is. And then you have the next page, <laughs> uh, which is a testament to Red Wolf okay it's
2: super random it is it is it is i I mean much love to the i love the obscure marvel characters uh i in fact i even have a red wolf drawn by carl slominski on a jam piece but uh but i'm not sure we we really would have missed him if there wasn't a page devoted to him yeah
1: and and i like the fact that it breaks with the tradition of what came before it's very it's very designy it's 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 yeah. almost tribal in the like you would see from the artwork pertaining to this uh this race and and the it, i think it's a it's a cute page uh but uh i don't know i, 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 I still don't know what to make of it it's it's uh, yeah it it's 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 a nice break i guess from what came before and it stands out because it's so different from everything else. I got you. Uh, but wow. Whew, good lord. The next page uh, oh. showcases Tomb of Dracula in 1972. And we don't focus on Dracula. Uh-uh. <laughs> we do not. We focus on the Vampire Slayer Blade, written good by J- Jib Zub and Drawn. Next Level by Nick Bradshaw.
0: Yeah, a little different than uh, the Nick Bradshaw I'm used to sing. Yeah. Um, but I, I dig Blade Week a lot, where we just get um, what the Daywalker does every day during the week.
1: Well, I'm tell- Bradshaw's not messing around on this page. All these panels, and there are two, four, six, seven of them, are loaded. Seven days in a week. With detail. Loaded. Yes. I mean, backgrounds, foregrounds, there's... There's uh, a million things uh, over which to linger. You got dead people in the background in one panel, um, in, in the, the cemetery in another. There's just so many objects it's,
0: to look creases at. Creases in pants. It's and, just and, and, nuts. And jacket folds. It's yeah. He just, he's not phoning it in. I don't know. I don't know what he's got against man bat, but I mean, it's it's a beautiful page. Um, <laughs> man bat. <laughs> I just yeah. I. I uh, I'm a fan of it, and it's it's the more current version of Blade. It's not uh, how he looked when Gene Colan introduced him, or um, yeah,
3: or great. even how
0: how Shaken drew him in the the twelve issue series from a bunch of years ago. But it's it's, it's uh, there's no just no you can't ignore
1: the fact that it is indeed Blade. So no, it's a freaking um, it's like a home run. A yeah, you can't yeah. even see the ball; he hit it so hard. <laughs> um, yeah, nice. Oh, uh, man. all right you want to just hey, i'm gonna i'm gonna, gonna apologize for something
0: i did yeah it's it's 1973 it's uh unfortunately of all the things that happened that year we're going to say that uh, gwen stacy breathes her last in amazing spider-man number 121 um <laughs> Eric conway is your writer <laughs> as as uh i'm going to say as a way of um apologizing and uh Craig Land and Jay Lyston are your artists. Frank, the Armada Colors. Um, yeah, it's uh, even though it's even though it's a Gwen page, uh, I'm just going to make it all about her. So
1: moving on to 1974. Exactly. Right? <laughs> <laughs> my, yeah. my friend is let's, dead. Let's move, let's move
2: on to 1975 because the 1974 page is worse than the
0: 1973 page. That is an awful, <laughs> awful page. <laughs> it's it's rob trying it's rod trying to be trimpy and and i'm not oh it's brutal it's it's, the composition it's and, 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 terrible but here's, yeah, so here's your roy thomas page as, as vince alluded to earlier um and it's it's you know it, it's 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 roy and i'm is that john romita senior because he did draw this uh, the initial character in, in the sketches and but i don't know if that's um I don't know if that's Jerry with the, with the afro in the silhouette. Because I don't know if any of them are Herb Trippy, because they say to Herb, Herb opened the opened the curtain. So I don't think they... Herb doesn't talk to him about himself
1: in third panel, person. Panel one is Roy. Okay. Panel three is Bill Mantlo. Thank you. Yes. Yes, it is. Uh, so two must be...
0: Two's got to be General Romita Sr. Or Sal why would it be sal
1: no um
0: sal didn't draw it herb drew it. herb
1: that so two has to be herb
0: but is but no it's those three characters are in the fourth panel also and they
1: say herb open up the curtain oh Mm -hmm. yeah okay so why why didn't they give herb a little silhouette because herb drew it so these are just the guys
0: who created the character interviewing wolverine it's yeah again we're, we're we're going way too meta in this but it's it's um yeah it's not a uh it's not an attractive page i've i've definitely seen um better work from
1: rod yeah and the hulk's arm the foreshortening on that's all fucked up but that's <laughs> the okay. 1975 Lenel francis you you i'm
0: punisher Rosenberg, who's currently writing the book so it makes sense that uh he would write this little page. Uh, 1975 is the Punisher's origin is revealed in Marvel Preview number two.
1: Yep. Gritty At as hell. We... Oh yes. Yeah.
0: I was so happy to see the page for 1976. I I really was. I, I it made sense. The 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 um the subject matter makes sense for this artist but i was so happy to see this artist in this book yeah, and that is because in 1976 white tiger gets its own series uh, gets his own series in deadly hands of Kung Fu number 20 it is written by al ewing and george Perez is your artist
1: yep i was looking for the garbage bags the trash bags the the pseudo testicles that she would bludgeon uh her foes with but it, it doesn't appear but it's <laughs> it's it's a cute page. I think it's really well. I mean, it's what we expect from Perez, right? Yeah, Super right. dense, yeah. uh, great design, the graphic design, yeah, floating yeah. heads. It works. It's just really nice. Well, I think
0: it's missing is the, the up the uh, up the nostril shot, which
1: I there's
0: really no room for it. I'm fine with
1: it. It would have been an, another layer of conceptual continuity if this page was in black and white with gray tones. It would have been great. Oh yeah, yeah. Because that's when we think Sons of the Tiger. We we think um Deadly Hands of Kung Fu, right? So that's from from whence they came. Seventy seven, Star Wars, number one, becomes the first Marvel comic since the golden age to sell over a million copies. And this of course is uh Yeah, written by Charles it says right there. Very random. Must be true. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Charles Sewell uh wrote it and Terry Dodson and Rachel. Uh, did the visuals? It's it's a strange page.
0: It is a truly strange page. Yeah, it's
1: it's just kind of weird.
0: It's like an outtake from Rogue One or something. It's just I'm not. That's yeah.
1: I mean, it's it's cool.
0: They get to the, they'll sell the page because Darth Vader's on it, and it's it's neat that way. But yeah,
1: it's like you guys said, it's it's random. Jason, it is
0: Jason's boy.
1: Yeah james mcdonald hudson woot woot yeah weapon alpha uncanny x men one o nine seventy eight uh in a page uh drawn by Carlos Pacheco i think there's uh I, I, is this a fitting tribute to james mcdonald hudson
3: mm.
0: the well the only thing i appreciate is when um when he is attacked by blind justice um The shot by Blind Justice shorts out um, the suit's internal power. And then he says to himself, maybe we should go with the removable power pack. There's the risk of overheating, but I don't think my wife will kill me over it. It's just, it's... uh, it's (laughs) She won't, but it will. (laughs) (laughs) um, Yeah, it's, it's, uh, that I thought was a nice little nod. But other than that, it's, it is, it's, it's, it's a weird page.
2: Very quickly, a, a little aside uh, because it also came out um, this week. Well, I know this came out last week, but um, Alpha Flight True North, yeah, came out, and y'all know I, I if it's got Alpha Flight on the name, I'm buying it. Um, it's true. I, I don't I don't know what it was supposed to be, mm-hmm. but whatever it was supposed to be didn't need to be. <laughs>
3: Yeah, <laughs> so was, I, I read honestly, it as well.
2: It Really, felt to me like it was just three inventory stories that were yeah. sitting in a drawer. Yep. And they thought, well, damn. I mean, these are getting long in the tooth. Let's uh, let's slap them together and we'll put out a one shot because it, it they 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 have loose to no connectivity. Yeah. Um. I I, I don't I don't know. Um. There was some foreshadowing. Y- yeah,
1: a little if bit. It's,
2: if it's. Right. I mean I I'm led to believe they have plans for Alpha Flight soon for like the twentieth attempt at making Alpha Flight a thing. And I'm always down for the attempt, even though it's probably gonna fail. Um and so they thought, okay, well let's get these stories out since we have Alpha Flight coming. Um, but yeah, it uh yeah, I don't know. Wasn't 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 uh wasn't blown away by it.
1: Now I don't frequent uh John Burns Internet presence at all. I don't even know if he still has the message board. Burn I'm Robotics. Sure I'm
0: pretty sure he does.
1: But uh, so I don't know if he would be willing to ever work with Marvel again. <laughs> but I he wouldn't. But I'm guessing that if if they gave him a decent amount of money, and they would probably have to say, we we would like you. I don't even know if they would want Burn back. But I mean, in my dream scenario, they would say, all right we want you to work on Alpha Flight and as a little carrot on a stick, we'll give you this. Like, you work on this book, you could do the shit out of Alpha Flight. Right. I would love to see John Byrne back on Alpha Flight. Not inking himself. But this, like I said, this is a dream yes. scenario. Right. right, right. Yeah. But, um... Next, How could I
2: possibly disagree with you, but I just right, think
1: it's going to happen. Right, And I, I, I read that Alpha Flight thing uh, in anticipation of you talking about it. And I'm thinking I'm going to back up my buddy, and he's gonna go nuts over this Alpha Flight thing, and I'm like <laughs> six pages in, and I'm like, he's not gonna go nuts over this. <laughs> he's not gonna be. I, I didn't. I didn't even. It's know the that. definition of, of 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 superfluous. Yeah, yeah, it definitely was. Um, and, about- yeah. Speaking of uh, semi superfluous, nighttime in the city's up next, written by Toby Whitehouse, and uh, I'd uh, like to slap. I'd like to slap whoever decided on this page in the face. I think it's 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 not by any means a bad spot illustration. But if you're going to have Alan Davis participate in something <laughs> seriously. Yeah, I don't want what I'm saying. Yeah, I and don't want to see a spot illustration. Out.
2: I don't need Alan Davis with a spot black and white scratchy illustration. I want Alan Davis
1: to compose an entire page and give me awesomeness.
3: Yeah, which, but which, come on, which,
1: let's be honest. It's a very nice spot illustration.
0: Oh, it is, but it, it is. but, it, but it, it's it's Eighty percent of the page is prose. Yeah, and I and and the thing is, and I like the prose story. I dig the story. I like it a lot. But it's it's um, I would have loved to have seen, and it wouldn't bet it would have been a lot longer than one page. I would have loved to have seen Alan draw this story. Sure, hell right. yeah, yes. But I mean, I'd love to see Alan draw anything, but this, this as as much as because at first I'm like, oh, I don't know if I really want to sit and read this, and it's not like it's long, but I I read it and I'm like, all right, Night Raven, I. You got this whole thing going on with this with this ageless archenemy, and I'm 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 digging it. But yeah, I um, it's like we we've had the licensed properties, and and now we have a uh, a character that was introduced in the Marvel UK. So it's like, okay, th- that's that's the big thing for 1979.
1: Yeah, this could have been the the limit of Alan Davis's participation. He could have been mired in work. And didn't really have the time but wanted to contribute or someone coaxed him into it. And, all right, I'll give you a spot illustration. Great. But, again, perfect scenario, they would have saved Alan for Excalibur. Do a page yeah. on Excalibur. I mean, come on. Uh,
0: yeah. I but, agree with you there. Yeah. I mean, this could have been – he could have done this as back cover for one of the Marvel UK books. And, and it's this was just sitting in a drawer. And yeah. I don't even know if he, he may not have even done it this year mm-hmm
1: yep 1980 next page uh she hulk is born in savage she hulk yeah, number one fun. i just skipped it i Might I, as well, huh? I didn't even read it I, i'll be i'll be honest um and then you get uh donald mustard in the observatory with the wrench um and <laughs> and uh rochelle by uh by rochelle though who yeah i always hooks, hooks a brother up at the
2: uh C2E2, so...
1: Yeah. 1981, Iron Man uh, versus Doctor Doom in Invisible Iron Man 150. Uh, 1982 is uh, Hercules a miniseries. Is champion. This was fun. Yes, it was. Yeah. Uh, yeah. David Mandel is the writer and uh, Butch Geis did the art with Alex Guimarez did the color. I thought it Dave was... David
2: Mandel, showrunner of Veep. And arguably the greatest Marvel-related original art collection
1: in the world. Okay, so he probably owns this page.
3: <laughs> it's safe, uh, he safe to
1: assume. Safe yes. to assume. Uh, but Butch is is in the the uh, Layton wheelhouse here a little bit, which is good. Uh, I, I thought it was a neat page, wordy as hell, but so was mm-hmm. the miniseries. Right? Mm-hmm. That is very true. Yeah. I thought it was it was pretty mu- it was pretty much fun. Yeah. Uh um Yeah, this in Nineteen Eighty Three. Woohoo! I love nineteen eighty three because Storm dramatically changed dramatically. her look. Woohoo. Uncanny X Men one hundred seventy two, Eve L. Ewing did the script, Jen Bartel did the art. Eh. It's it's uh I I love the uh bottom panel with uh, uh storm and the 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 color transitions in the background are really nice. I, I don't think it's a bad page. I think it's 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 pretty well done, but again, um I it has no emotional resonance for me. So I just you know, mm-hmm. the, it is what it is. Yeah. But this um, next page, oh my! I
3: love, yes,
1: love
2: Julian Totino Tedesco's art. I, I, I would love to own something from him, but he is very hard to pin down. Yeah, but wow, do I love this page! And this it's page.
1: 1984, oh, okay. and of course, Spider-Man gets his new black costume in Amazing Spider-Man 252, and it's a page that does not feature <laughs> the nope. black costume in any no. way. Yeah, but it's okay. This is when I started reading comics, y'all.
0: Mm.
2: Eighty-five. That, that should have
0: been that should have been
2: the blur. That's what the story should have been about.
1: No. A young Woodrow walking into the LCS. That picking that picking up a hot move. That pale mustard color, it that just ignites that whole page. I love oh, that transition yeah, yeah, in the middle. I, I don't mind.
0: No backgrounds at all. It's, no, it's, it's, great. Great. it's a great little conversation. It's just like, listen, I'm not like, gonna tell anybody, just tell me your name. And it's it's sweet. And it's it's a um Brad Meltzer wrote it for his grandfather. And for Stan, and for Theo and Jonas.
1: Yeah, and overlapping panels, obscured panels, panels that yes. run off the page is so great. It's it's a wonderful, wonderful. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's and I, it's I, dense I love too. Spidey
0: swinging into the the the, the top panel there I'm just saving the day. It's it's awesome.
1: Take those that that Parker. You're going to make it off that and crop it. You got yourself a nice widescreen poster there, my friend. That's a desktop. Make that happen. That's Work a desktop. Oh yeah. Okay. Because. I can just do that with we the art. I, I can do it. It takes two minutes, but it's not my art. We got it. Um, for me, I think that um, def, uh, Ron Friend's and Brett Breeding's Thor page, by far one of the best pages in the book.
2: Wow. <laughs> yeah, that I is, love it. I'm on the other side on the other side. The no, book. come oh, on. This page wow. is
1: great. This page is wonderful. Oh, my
2: goodness. Ooh.
1: It's I, it's old school, school as AF. It's great. It's,
2: it's, it's, it, it, the dimensions are all wonky. It's, it's, no, they're not. It's, 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 it's Ron, Ron, Ron Friends. Like it's Ron, Ron Friends. Like Kirby. No, it's, it, Kirby's somewhere spitting on you from heaven for no, saying that. Um, Ron, oh, no.
0: This is the Ron Friends that drew Amazing Spider-Man. This is Ron Friends that drew Thunderstrike. Hell yeah. That drew oh, I know.
2: Th- yeah, no, I, I remember. I, I don't know all those issues. I This is Ron Friends being Ron Friends. I'll just leave it at that.
1: Oh, boy. David, do we have a contract? Because I want to examine some of the clauses just, in that thing. That's,
0: yeah. That's, that's, that's. Uh, <laughs> this
1: is a friggin' winner. I, I we just got to agree to disagree. Yeah, I guess we do because this is a hard pass for me. Oh, boy. Uh, the savior of the book for me <laughs> is up next. It's um, Howard the Duck by Chris Mooneyham. And not only is it Howard, it's Howard in. Steve Gerber mode, bitching and yep. complaining and and social uh, criticizing and just and hostess fruit pie doing pies. doing what Howard does and they somehow tie it into the friggin' hostess fruit pie yep. ad. I, this is a perfect page. This is for a me. perfect page. And by the way, I think you need to own this page. I I already have a couple Mooneyhams, but I wouldn't mind owning this because you like Mooneyham. Mm-hmm. It's it's Howard. Done the right way,
2: because there's yes. been a lot of bad, Howard, that's <laughs> put in the last the 10, 15 yeah. years. I, I, and like you said, it's the fruit that hosts this fruit pie on top of it.
1: Yes. And there's a there's just one teeny tiny alteration I would make on this page. And it's it's the panel in the middle where he's the star is born. There's no way in hell his eyeball should touch the top of his beak like that. Mm. no way his right eyeball that's just weird looking i mean that's okay it's mooney ham and he's he's way up there in my book of favorite artists you you can't be perfect all the time and that's okay but i just think that looks a little wonky how his 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 eye just butts up against his beak like that yeah
2: speaking of wonky Mm. 1987
0: i i i ain't mad at this page i knew you Um,
2: wouldn't be but it's because you're nostalgic for it not because it's good
1: yeah i don't like it it's it's not one of my favorites
0: it's i don't i i don't see i don't see mark d bright anymore so i'm gonna be all spidey's eyes it's It's, but that's but but that that was the that was the 80s where before mcfarland came on where um and that's the way Mark drew him in in that Wolverine versus uh, the Spider-Man versus Wolverine one shot. It it's not, um, it doesn't, it it doesn't ring false to me. It's um, I mean he's
2: all tall and skinny, looks like Judge. Yeah, Jones. I'm not.
0: I mean the, the conversation. <laughs> I mean I, I the, the the top right panel. I did. The, the um the whole uh, the conversation that, that Logan has maybe not so much, but <laughs> it's cracking up.
3: You you'll be killing me. <laughs> <clears throat>
1: I I just, again, if we're in the realm of personal preference, chunky shadows don't work on, on Spider Man. They just, I
2: don't know. They don't. Yeah, they, this, this is a bad stretch for me, this book. This is. This is the, uh, the the friends didn't do it for me, The Bright didn't do it for me, and then the next two pages, I'm not.
3: I'm not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I I appreciate the effort on the uh, speedball page, which was uh, 1988. Speedball makes his premiere in Amazing Spider-Man Annual 22. Lots of effort on this page, but I'll, I mean, it, it's whatever. I think it's 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 certainly they, uh, uh, Jorge Fornes certainly did the work. He put in the time, and it, you know, Jordy did uh, her best with the color, but it's just. Uh, it's it's okay.
0: Next page is probably yeah. The, need,
1: offensive uh, to me. It's, I can't I can't comment on this page at all. I have no idea what. No, it's it's it's, it's easily the worst page in the book.
2: Yeah. Yep.
1: And the fact that it's
2: titled and if, and if Adam Riches happens just, to be listening, I apologize, Adam. I, I don't know your work, but it just didn't connect for me, man. Yeah. No.
1: I don't know who not. these people are. Uh. <laughs> and so on the upswing, woohoo! Danielle <laughs> yeah, Acuna. Nineteen ninety, Night Thrasher, uh, panel two is just magnificent. Love. Night Thrasher never looked like that, but
0: okay. <laughs> but that's because it's one month ago. He's not looking oh, like he's Nineteen ninety. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I think so. Or at least he will it, with this new uh well, Okay. With, with the new oh, I stand corrected. If
2: that's his new look, then so be it.
1: Yeah. Acuna could. I
0: mean, he saw a skateboard though for some fucking reason.
1: I'm telling you, just Daniel could barge into my house, poop on my kitchen table, and I'd be like, hey. What's up, my man? Sit, sit you down. You're just like my dogs. He's so wonderful. That Jimmy Woo is great. This is a just a, a superb page. I love everything about it. I, I love his color sense. I love the way he does figures. I love his his, his uh, composition and his, his viewpoint. I, 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 I wouldn't make a baby with Danielle Acuna if I if I had the requisite uh, okay. stuff.
0: Yeah. Hey, what happened to 1991?
1: Oh, I think some guy named uh, Cable and the New Mutants become X Force in uh, New Mutants 100. It is drawn and written. I don't know where they got this guy from. Um, Rob Liefeld? It's up and comer. Yeah. There you go. Jason, uh, nothing? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> What's the matter? Listen,
2: I got mad. You know, I got mad for these characters, so I'm going to. Yeah.
1: It's, <laughs> it's, it's poor Warpath. It is, what it is. Warpath. It is, what it is Warpath's obscured by Cable's arm. Uh, I like yeah, the T-shirt cannon then, that, uh,
2: the, I'm having trouble with the waist down. It is a pure box. <laughs> it's like how I would draw a stick figure when I was a kid. Like there's like there's literally no hips. Like it's 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 odd. It's my man, and, though, and, and and my girl Domino's in in two panels, and yet you can barely see her face. It's weird. But hey, Annie Rob is 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 good by me. Yeah,
1: and with an appearance of, uh, by Deadpool. Yes, um,
0: 1992, which was the first of um, two Eric Larson. Spidey stories, one last week and one this week. Uh Thing and Spider Man in Trading Foes, written and drawn by Eric Larson. Um and uh it's Eric drawing Spider-Man the way he draws Spider-Man and and, and something else I, I am mad at. So it's a cute little back and forth between Spider Man and the thing.
1: It's 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 Eric. It is. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. It's Eric doing, you know, uh putting the time in on one panel and drawing Savage yeah, Dragon I, I and, think, let's
2: be real here. I mean we, we have huge love for the image founders.
1: Sure. But I don't think I don't think this, this was their, their best effort. Ah, uh, no. Uh the splash is really nice. I mean it, it is. No, it's I mean, it's like Eric. Yeah. It, I like
0: I like the spidey entrance and exit. Yeah. Yeah. And I like, I like the, I, although I do like the the, the, the second to last panel. Where he's like, look out, Ben. <laughs> that was great.
1: Yeah, but you know what? Ultimately, Eric doesn't give a shit what we say, and nor should he. So. Correct. What if? Uh, but I like the
0: look of the next page. Sure. Oh, boy. Yeah. That's a wonderful panel. That's yeah. a wonderful
1: page. Yeah. Goran Parlov, not only doing The Punisher, but doing Wolverine as well. Money. Yeah. This page is just money. <laughs> Wolverine with a Dude, bunch of.
2: Oh, sure, the ninja can... star stuck in him? First. Yeah. Yeah. get
1: it, dude. And he's meditating. <laughs> I've never known Wolverine to meditate, but that's okay. Absolutely love it. He's parsing the pain. Yep. Good stuff. That's
0: sure how I feel about the next page.
1: Uh, yes. Uh, we are <laughs> uh, showcasing the infamous Clone Saga. Begins in the Spider-Man titles in 1994. And it's it's Jeff Shaw. Jeff Shaw. Donnie Cate's yep. uh
0: a story where um Peter is talking about the route he takes when uh when he goes patrolling. And um it could be it could be a little bit of a punch to the gut if, if um if you're feeling if you're so inclined. But uh yeah, it's um it's a pretty straightforward story and I I think I prefer my Jeff Shaw on um, on God Country and uh, Guardians of the Galaxy.
1: There's a disconnect here on some of these pages. We're talking Clone Saga, mm-hmm. and there's really not a whole lot aside from Gwen, right? And, and there's it's just talking about death, and there's there's nothing about Ben in there, and Miles Warren, and this is really, I mean. Nope. The, like, uh, it's, it's just, just it, it's, it's, if you're if your yeah, if your subtitle is or the reason for this page's existence is clone saga and it really doesn't touch upon the clone saga, then uh, there I, have been a bunch of pages like I that. Know, I know, yeah. I'm, I'm not
0: gonna astonish one,
1: yeah. Uh, Jonathan Hickman and Dustin Weaver, the X Men titles enter the age of apocalypse in 1995, and of course, it's it's uh, Western Egypt, and it focuses on apocalypse. Uh, it's it visually, it's in the zone, but mm. <laughs> I, I I have I have I have nothing good nor bad to say about this page. It's it's okay. I, I mean, Dustin Weaver's my dog, so yeah, he's very good. But it's just it's just it's a flat. It's flat for me. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Next for nineteen ninety-six, I believe, I may be wrong, it's been known to happen. I think this is the first Patrick Gleason work for Marvel, published work for Marvel. Really? Is that right? I because now that he's exclusive, uh I know he is going to be working on Amazing. Um, but I think and I know that there was promo material. Not, I don't think it was San Diego. I think it was the convention, but maybe it was Emerald City. But there was a convention where you know it was announced that he was coming, and and um, which was weird because he had just only done a few issues of Young Justice with Bendis. Um, but I do think this is his first piece of work
1: under that um, under that new deal. Yeah, you know what? I didn't even know this was Pat Gleason.
0: I didn't either until I got to the end.
1: Yeah. Me, um, yeah, I. It, it, does, do, it doesn't. It, it, it doesn't, doesn't look like Pat Gleason to me.
0: From Core and yeah. you are right,
1: You're boo, right. I just checked. Yeah, Gleason's been oh, all is, DC so. for his whole career. That's crazy. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Wow. Oh, uh, it's Kate. Turkey soup for the Deadpool soul is uh, Deadpool receives his first ongoing series in 1997, uh, written by Gail, uh, drawn by David Baldion. Team Team Domino. Yes, yeah, Team Domino. Makes sense. Yeah, it's, uh, okay. <laughs> so here we go, Nin- 1998,
0: I eight. I'm mad at this one because it is the uh, it is when Joe Quesada and Jimmy Palmiotti launch the Marvel Knights imprint, and of course it's Daredevil um, talking to a photographer. It's weird in that uh, even though it's saying that it's Joe and Jimmy um, who launched it. It's um, it's actually Casada and Inks by Kevin Nolan with um, colors by Richard Eisenov. Um, it, I mean obviously it was going to be Joe drawing and, and writing the story. Um, I would not have. Uh, I would have loved to have seen Jimmy Inkin, but c'est la vie. it, but say, sounds like you are
2: packing boxes right now.
0: It's crazy, and and if. I, it's either it, it it's either I'm stuck with this, or she'd be scratching at the door. So it's like I can't I can't. So I'm going to be muting every once in a
1: while. Peter David is up next with Adam Kubert uh,
0: uh, drawing Jason Latour.
1: I thought it was Jason Latour. I did. <laughs> Same, I'm yeah, like, what is going on? <laughs> Wait, we've broken the fourth wall. Jason Latour <laughs> comes into the I, I just... as written by Peter David. Yeah, it's, it's just there. a whiff from me. On this page same
0: yeah. yeah 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 which is a bummer i mean i love it, it, it there's easter eggs throughout it's it's funky but it's um it's just i'm not yeah i laughing it. but, it but is, it's 1999 because the incredible hulk ends with issue number 474
1: yeah fairly pricey by the way if you're going for back issues and not a whole lot of people have it which is it was an, mm-hmm. en, end of the run the the, the print run wasn't huge I mean, it's not a couple hundred dollars expensive, but it's, it's more than, I, I think it will surprise people who try to get that, that issue. It, it's, okay. yeah. Um, next up, uh, in 2000, Chris Claremont returns to write the X-Men in X-Men 100. And I, we have a lot of times we've, we've thrown stones at the, uh, La Roca. House, so to speak, but I don't think this is a really bad page. Uh, I think if it's really I, bad.
0: Pardon me. If I, if I if I keep my hand over the middle right section of the page, it's a lot better. If I avoid Gambit and Charles, it's not a horrible page. Although Gateway's been working out, good for him. The
2: the the. No, I think it's a mess. It's a mess, I think.
0: It's, yeah, it, he tries. There are a couple of things where he tries, especially when he tries to draw the Jim Lee style, but it's... Um, Rogue
2: there's, there's wearing a Deadpool suit
0: playing the flute. Yeah, I, I thought that might have been she, like Sage or somebody. green and
2: Cyclops looking like...
0: like I'm not going to say what they look like, but... A, a, a. Wow. Amy Schumer playing Marvel Girl. Yeah. Yeah, well,
1: I... Yeah. What's with what's up with Kareem Abdul Jabbar? <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. And and Raymond Absfeld, and Mataya well, de Ilias on uh, Jessica Jones. Well,
2: now now that makes sense. That's yes. is the one that did the Jessica Jones,
1: the two digital
2: okay uh, series the last year, or I guess earlier this year or last year, I forget when. But so 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 the artist makes a ton of sense. Um, yep. But yeah, I I. I <laughs> I, I, maybe CB's tight with Karima I don't know
1: okay uh, this next page in 2002 with uh, Elsa Bloodstone takes over a monster hunting from her dead father by Kelly Thompson and Pepe Larraz uh, it, it's, a, it's a neat page but what it did was it made me realize that there's no man thing page in this book <laughs> right I think there should have been a Man Thing page or at least uh, a page that uh, 1970 I believe it was 2 or whatever the the uh, emergence of the Marvel black and white magazines there should have been a page maybe Legion of Monsters or, or um, Monsters Unleashed with the Man Thing just something that just said hey this was a big event or um, notable event in Marvel publishing history, there's nothing in here about the black and white magazines. There's nothing yeah, in here about the, tre- the Treasury Editions. Yeah. You know? Um And then you have in 2003 manga artist Kia Asama uh, Asamiya uh, illustrates a run on Uncanny X-Men. And it is of course drawn by Kia Asamiya.
0: Mm. I I don't know why they didn't get Chuck Austin to write this page.
1: Yeah,
0: maybe this
2: is another rough page.
0: Yeah, I mean the, the style has changed since that run from two thousand three, but um, but yeah, I, I'm not in love with the page at all.
2: Yeah, then we so, have yeah. the the team behind the X twenty three run of the last few years, Tom Taylor and Juan Cabal, doing a little one pager in in tribute to that yeah this this is another modern day interpretation it Has nothing to do with x-23's first appearance in nicks
3: <laughs>
1: but uh it's all good but it's got fing fin fang foom so it does yes. it's redeem redeemer mm-hmm. uh alan heinberg
0: the return of this creative team yes
1: yeah and jim chung mm-hmm. on the uh young avengers which this made, warmed my heart, this made, really warmed my heart. Yes. made their first appearance in 2005 it's been a long time Oh man, I love that! I love like that series so much, Children's Crusade. Oh my god!
3: Yeah, and oh. it's it's not
1: uh not a, a a tap at their legacy, but it's more of the same. This looks exactly like yes, yeah. So that's yes. uh, it's not a bad thing. Um, two thousand six, Luke Cage marries Jessica Jones. Uh, you guys want to say anything about this page? No, I I don't know who okay. Kirby is, but I hope for the sake of the lineage, it's not a descendant of Jack. Yes. No, I don't think it is. Uh, Tekashi Miyazawa actually contributes a page to this thing. Greg Peck wrote it, and it is uh, the Family Hulk. And we're talking about Amadeus Cho uh, sides with the Hulk against the whole Marvel Universe in World War Hulk in 2007.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think this page is in any way a fitting tribute to the amazing planet and World War Hulk no had. it's
1: too limited yeah yeah and the, the scope is too and let's you say
2: that was wonderful
1: back then yeah and uh aside from wolverine being included in the family hulk <laughs> yeah. you have a, a a character as majestic as the silver surfer and you relegate Just him to the <laughs> very far background <laughs> it's like
0: he barely makes it into the last panel
1: yeah uh but hey there's korg
0: yeah um, and I don't a- know what, n- nothing happened in 2008,
1: 2009.
0: Yeah. Um, we have Adam Brashear, the blue Marvel comes out of self-imposed retirement. And this goes back to the nineties when we saw night thrasher, uh, because the conversation he and Jimmy Wu had regarding, um, the, uh, the mask and, uh, the occultists and the enclave, um, Al Ewing and Jesus says are apparently bringing together the first appearance of the new three X's, uh, which is Blue Marvel, Night Thrasher, and Jimmy Woo. Jimmy Woo looking pretty dashing here again.
1: Yeah, they're setting this Eternity mask up. Oh,
0: Definitely.
1: yes, they yeah. they are. This is, this Clearly, is, Al Ewing has got some kind of thing yeah.
2: brewing, whether it's an event yeah. or, a, or a series, with Jimmy Woo
1: at the helm or yep. involved. Yeah. Um uh, story and art by J. Scott Campbell on the next page because it's twenty ten and why Mary Jane Watson didn't marry Peter Parker is revealed in Amazing Spider-Man six thirty eight because she's too busy whoring around. Uh <laughs> it's true. the I I really can't say anything bad about this page.
2: I'm I'm gonna yeah, I was gonna say I'm gonna I'm gonna forget that you're smirching my man. Oh, it's uh, a
1: wonderful page. Good. It's sexy as it should be um i think i like how he pokes fun of himself it's like you didn't actually think
0: i sat that way did you yeah um,
1: no yeah i think it's a it's a really great page and as uh, confirmed in in spawn 300 i think j scott campbell he's a little little rough on the sequentials but when he does splash pages or um really exclamation point pages he's great Right, and so I'm surprised that I enjoy this so much because it is sequential art. It's it is all over the page, all over the place, but it's really well done. And I thought it was it's it was a, a, a an essential addition to this book. Yeah, and, and it's and Mary I, Jane. So go figure. Yeah, the subject matter may not woo
0: me, but I, I I'm not upset about the um no. about the layout or the way it looks.
1: It's how I mean. Let's be redundant and say J. Scott Campbell draws beautiful women, and this is a beautiful yeah. woman doing what a beautiful woman does.
0: And it's nice that they can also um, make light of the fact that uh, now all of a sudden she has freckles because an artist decided to
1: give her freckles. And somebody somebody threw the ball, and the next page just totally swung and missed it.
3: <laughs> yes, yes,
1: yes. <laughs> um, yes. I, it, it's nice that they try to incorporate the high points of the movie into this page. Uh, we're talking about Spider-Verse, but I just think it's just a total... I just I, – I didn't even finish reading it. Same. Same, same. same. Yeah, 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 I just skipped it. Uh, 2012, Amazing Spider-Man 700 is published. Dan Slott, of course, wrote this. Marcos Martin drew it, and it's it's Martin. So, uh, I seeing Martin back on Spidey. Yeah, it's a great page. It's sparse, but okay. Uh, yeah. I, I I'm think, not mad at it. I like no. the color play. I like yeah. the, the, the all red and the all blue. Yeah, it's you got your hot and your cold. Uh, are warm and cool, so it, it's it's yeah, it's fine. Mm-hmm. It 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 didn't knock
0: me on my ass, but it
1: it it served its purpose. Yeah, Jeff Lemire draws Cable on Needs the it. on I the see. next page. Cable Needs returns it. to re- lead X Force. He reads it too in uh, Cable <laughs> and X Force number one in 2013. Uh, colors by Jose Villarubia. It's it's just a uh, it's Jeff Lemire, so it, I think it's a, it's a solid page. Need it Pick, picking out the high <laughs> points in uh in cables, very convoluted. Here's awesome rectus femoris, Ouch. yeah, that's gotta hurt. I got a giggle out of this next page. While it is gorgeous because it's drawn <laughs> by Mark Buckingham and yes. Dave Stewart on, on the color, Neil Neil Gaiman wrote it. it it's, it showcases the fact that in 2014, Marvel begins publishing <laughs> yeah, Miracle super Man, weird, yeah. like what. <laughs> You First of all, you began reprinting it. Blackouts. <laughs> <My laughs> Semantics. Yeah, we haven't seen any, uh, at least to my knowledge, uh, any new Miracle Man. So, um, I mean, in a title called Miracle Man. Uh, yeah, it's, it's eye candy. It's just it's superbly done by Buckingham and Stewart. Yeah. Yeah, one of the best pages in the book. No surprise. Show you right. Yep. Yeah. 2015. Doctor Doom takes over Battle World and Secret Wars number two. Yeah, uh, yeah It's yeah, not a it, to me. It's uh, again. I don't think this resembles a Jason Latour page to me. The the dude has massive chops with line, and I incur. don't see I don't see any of that here. And I'm, her.
0: I'm a little bummed that they 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 couldn't get Jason or even um, and Robbie to. Do something with with Spider Gwen for mm-hmm. for that particular year, but I'm I'm a little surprised that um you know you're going to talk about 2015 as the year that Doctor Doom and this is a page that refers to the blurb, which is when Doctor Doom takes over Battleworld in Secret Wars number two, but you don't have Hickman related
1: to this page. Yeah, so true. We're uh, we're gridlocked on the next page because it's Derek Landy. Uh, writing and Paco Medina and Jesus Arbatov, uh on color. In uh, 2016, the Deadpool movie is released, and it's just a Deadpool talking head page.
0: The second time we've seen Deadpool in this issue.
1: Yeah. 2017, Stan Lee appears as the Watcher in Guardians of the Galaxy <laughs> Volume
0: Two. Oh, uh, that was a great, that was a great scene in the movie too. But my favorite part about this whole, whole page, which is titled, What Do You Regret? And it is written by J. Michael Straczynski. It is drawn by Ed McGinnis and Mark Morales with Val Staples on colors, Dr. Hugh himself. And you have a bunch of heroes saying, answering that question, what do you regret? You have Spider-Man and Thing and Wolverine, Mr. Fantastic, Captain America, Iron Man, Groot, Mantis, Hulk, and J. Michael. Michael Straczynski, who simply says "Sins Past." Thank you so very much for that.
1: Yeah, that was nice, I guess. But um, this page does nothing for me.
0: This this page doesn't look like McGinnis to me. No. Wolverine does, and maybe Cap, but I'm not. It's it's when I think of Ed, this isn't this isn't what I would have expected to see. Yeah,
1: not a i i i I expect big bada boom from Ed, and this is yeah. just tranquil. Headshots, and it's yeah. Jason's quiet, so I get it. Um, <laughs> the choice Charlie Sewell wrote it with Steve McNiven doing his best Mobius impersonation, yeah. and it's a Silver Surfer once more becomes the Herald of Galactus in Infinity Countdown number four in twenty eighteen. Um, this is just a; it's a great page, but uh, it, it it it's very much in the mobius Arzac mold with the the ornamentation uh in the negative space on the oddly shaped panels and it, i i i'm not to quote david i'm not mad at this page but um uh, you know it's it's at least it it has some nice line work in it and it's, it is credited to, uh, the inspiration is credited yeah, to Mobius. So That's the thing I like, it oh, because parable,
3: yeah. it's,
2: it's, it's McNiven trying to do something out of his wheelhouse, which is nice to see.
1: Oh, I would love yeah. to see him draw like this all yeah. the time. Yeah. 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 Uh, okay. 2019. Mm. <laughs> the Marvel Universe celebrates 80 years of publishing history with uh, Christian Ward, my man. Uh, currently on uh, Invisible Kingdom at Dark Horse, killing it on Invisible Kingdom. Yes, uh, Al Ewing wrote it, and it features Eternity. It's a it's a bombastic page. It's just wonderful. It's a splash, of course, but it's it's everything I expect from Christian Ward. Great line work, fantastic color. I, I just this is this page is a total win for me. Agreed. Two out of three ain't bad. That's what Meatloaf said, right? Mm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, we follow up with The Mask. Yes. And, and the, the Raider Now. Yes. Uh, Diodato. Uh, good Diodato. Very good Diodato. Yep. Yeah. Very, very good. So, I mean, I didn't think we'd spend this much time. Nor did I. We on did this know. book. Our episode <laughs> but it was nice. It was nice that we, we took a little bit of detour here and there, opinion and all that. Right. Um, but you get some foreshadowing at the end with Paul Azaceta and Al Ewing with the Eternity mask. Uh, it ain't over, folks.
0: Um, well, in 2020, next year, we will get the. We'll find out who is wearing the mask, uh, and then yes, and then in the far future or tomorrow, uh, we'll see what goes on once Korvac is online. But I really, really do um, like the uh, page that they took from the death of Captain Marvel. By Jim Starlin with the um, In Memoriam, which is a whole list of people who have done work for Marvel in these past eighty years and are now no longer with us.
1: There you go, Marvel Comics One Thousand. Wow, it's a deep unexpected dive on that. But uh, seriously, I, it's a big deal. Um, it's yes, it's a it's a fabricated big deal, but it is a big deal nonetheless. Um, was. Was this thing, uh, I didn't get mine yet, was it square bound? Yes. Cool. I was hoping that they would square bound it. And yeah. in the current previews, if you love this issue, you can get it in hardcover. It's listed in the current previews. Very weird to me. But okay. it, it.
0: But that includes 1000 and 1001, right? I yes. don't
1: know. I just saw the solicitation. Yes, okay. yes it does. Yes. So there you go. Um, the, the DC started it. With the, hey, let's put out the Detective Comics or the Action 1000. In fairness,
0: I mean, they were consecutive issues that led to that. And although, like DC, um, which after they released Detective Comics 1000 and Action Comics 1000, they did then come out with a deluxe hardcover version of those issues. Um, so I don't fault Marvel for doing that with this. But as you said earlier, Vince, that, um, I don't know how the hell they got to 1000 issues, but... Again, at least with DC, that was that was it was more legit, we'll say.
2: Yep. I uh, I don't know why there's a thousand and one. I, I, that makes no I, sense. Well, according
0: to, to the solicit,
1: they couldn't fit everything. No, in. I know. But it's, but yeah, you, I know. Do you want to know why? Kaching. That's why.
0: <laughs> no, oh, I get it. Yeah. I, I yeah. Know, I know. Well, maybe that's where they're going to talk about
1: Man-Thing and the Black and White. <laughs> Too Man-Things. late, my friend. They're Too just... late. You only get one oh, chance you, to, you, to you, make with the Man-Thing. <laughs> <laughs> and you blew it. If only that were true. You damn blew it. So, what else do we have?
0: Um. Well, I know because of the book of the month, and I don't know if if we want to get into it now. This way, we can just tack on three issues next week. Um, but House of X three and four back to back weeks with that title. Um. That House of X three was was. Um. I'm enjoying House of X mostly because it is more of a, it, it it's more action oriented and it's, it's, it's more of a, this is what's happening now as opposed to powers of 10, which is jumping through timelines. Um, but it, it was a pretty cool two parter because, and I'm glad I, I appreciate the way they staggered the publishing on the two titles for this particular, these two weeks, because I would have been super anxious to have to wait with the cliffhanger at the end of issue three and then wait two weeks to read number four. At least here it was just a week wait. Um, but these two issues, three and four, were, um, they, I I was along for the ride. I, 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 oh, I like them a lot, especially the end of issue four and, and those last few pages, because that's, I I was just, it's I'm not, spoil, I don't want to spoil anything. It just came out yesterday, but it is one of those things where, um, I, I am super excited for uh, for the fifth issue when it comes out.
2: And no, David is not at a tribal ceremony with 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 beating up the drum. I think that is,
0: <laughs> I'm going to assume that's still the dog. That is still the dog. You're killing me, Onyx.
1: So, uh, I did. You guys. Um, read you did read spawn 300
2: Yeah, of course sure I did. I read 298 299 of your recommendations.
1: Right. right. Yeah. Well, I mean, okay, my recommendation you're going to it's going to seem like I'm saying, "Wow, these are great reads." Uh No, you didn't say that, but you I you said
2: check out 298 299, so I yeah, thought, okay. Well. You,
1: at least he's been doing this uh history of spawn to get readers who have not partaken in uh the long-running spawn ongoing to get them mm-hmm. sort of kind of up to speed on um you know spawn history what's what's led up to the point of the landmark issue 300 in professor that's what todd calls it the landmark issue 300 um and i have to i guess i should couch my praise of spawn with the fact that uh to be totally honest i don't read spawn for scintillating wordplay Right, I don't read it for complex narrative and uh, conceptual commentary. I read it because it's cool, well-designed antiheroes and monsters and and angels beating the crap out of each other. Uh, I think Jason Sean Alexander was a a nice addition to the book after um, what we had to endure for many, 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 many issues with – um, he who shall now be named. I thought three hundred was was great um, we 're supposed to be led to believe that Al has concocted this grand plan stretching back over fifty issues to finally um, get the 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 heaven and hell situation worked out i don 't believe that 's true. I, I don't think that was the plan. I think this has been shoehorned into continuity, but that's okay. It's Todd's book. He can do whatever he wants with it. Uh, but the the Jim Downing thing was carefully orchestrated. The suicide was was a, a play in this master plan. It's it's a whole bunch of BS. But we do get to see Greg Capullo draw a spawn. And, I, and for my money, Greg is the absolute best. Right. When it, when it comes to Spawn, even more so than its creator Todd. I mean Todd Todd Spawn was was wonderful and it set him up for decades, but for me, uh and not to slight Jason Sean Alexander, he brings a a nice horror element to the book, but perfect scenario is Capullo on Spawn every month. Never going to happen. But we get to see Capullo on the first chapter of this thing. And I think it looks great, inked by Todd McFarlane. What did you guys think of the look of this thing? I thought it looked exactly like I expected it to,
2: even though I hadn't read a Spawn issue in decades. Right. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I can't say I felt like I knew what was going on, but then again, I haven't read the book in uh, 200 and... 50 issues. So, right, right. Um, so I don't know that I, I really needed to. I, I it, it hit all the beats when I think of Spawn. I thought, I'm imagining, I don't know how far a field Spawn went over all these years, but I feel like they came back intentionally in these last few issues to uh, familiar ground, gave a lot of fan service to those of us that he was assuming might have stopped in after a long hiatus. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it It read fine. It Story made... Sense on the surface I had to accept that I didn't know the back just had to go along for the ride but um yeah it was it was I mean it was fine I, I I can't say like a year or two ago when we jumped back into Savage Dragon it was entertaining enough where I kept reading it from there um I, I I don't I didn't read these three issues and think okay I'm back I'm gonna I'm gonna give Spawn a try for a while I think I'm happy to have supported this anniversary issue I love anniversary issues but I I I, I got my taste. I don't I don't feel the need to keep going.
1: Oh, that's fair. That's mm-hmm. to, that's totally fair. But um I think as a longtime reader of Spawn mm-hmm. that he he it was a perfect concoction. You had the where Spawn was and what it came from right. and and where Spawn is now with Jason and Sean Alexander. I mean, the book's in good hands. Mm-hmm. But I think um and and even though I think Alexander's a wonderful visual stylist it has deviated tremendously from the initial promise of what McFarlane and Capullo did and Angel Medina like there there was an aesthetic that I associate with spawn that was the reason why I bought 300 issues right Mm -hmm. and then there's the thing that it is now which is really good wonderful um, uh, visual treat but it 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 breaks the promise that was made for 200 and, well, subtract 30-some issues for Kodransky, because that was the start of the, hey, this doesn't look like Spawn. Mm-hmm. This this is something far, far different. But, I mean, when you say Spawn, I think Capullo, and then I think McFarlane, and then I think Angel Medina, all of which are in the same wheelhouse, stylistically, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jason makes he deviates from that and that's cool i mean you can't have the same old same old every issue but um i'm not going anywhere i continue to buy spawn Mm -hmm. and this i think it's a nice change where al has professed that the power as we thought always came from the symbiote and that's not the case because can you can you without i mean
2: in as much as can you give me an elevator pitch here? What's really going on? It seems like he's he's trying to un un he's trying to unearth some kind of government controversy. But what does it have to do with him and but, being from hell? I don't.
1: Okay, I mean just to elevator pitch. He someone killed Wanda, mm-hmm. and Al always refers to Wanda as his wife. Like get over it, Al. Okay, mm-hmm. um, someone killed Wanda, pissed him off immeasurably and al's trying to destabilize heaven and hell and he closes uh there was an access portal that the agents of heaven and hell to that they can go back and forth into their respective realms Uh and al closed them so now all these agents of heaven and hell are pretty much stuck they they can't Go back, so uh, he wants to destabilize them, and there 's many agents from each respective uh, place that are in government and in okay. the financial market. so what he 's trying to do is destabilize government mm-hmm. and finance and to weaken heaven and hell and say, Yo, something 's going on, and they 're going to do their their diligence and, and and find out that it is him. He wants to draw them to him. Right. And and eventually make them fight it out amongst themselves. He also has the power to reanimate um, dead characters. So he brought back Sigor and Overtkill and the Freak and the Curse as soldiers in his war. Um, and so they we're supposed to believe that this is a master plan that uh, he's concocted. They bring Nyx into the picture. Nyx is a witch. And she, she, way, way, way back, she helped, uh, very confused Spawn reconnect with his powers. And then you have Jessica, who, uh, Jessica Priest, who were, was written into continuity that she was the one who actually took Al Simmons out. She was an assassin paid by Jason oh, Wynn. Okay. to, to mm. So she killed Spawn. And now in this thing, um, I don't know if we should spoil it, but. Todd's doing what Todd has always done and has created a variation on the spawn theme. I mean, if you bought the the action figures, you know, there's been a, a good amount of variations on medieval spawn. Uh, you know, uh, we can go down the list. She spawn. There's There was a she spawn uh, a, a while back, an action figure. So he's, he's, and that's the thing. When, when you have a spread that's magnificently drawn by Jason, uh, no, um, J. Scott Campbell, ah, that's just money. Those last two pages, those two spreads with with all the Spawn villains and then the the new character, it's those are great spreads. I can't I can't say I didn't get my money's worth. Right, right. Yeah, you know, and that's what I expect with Spawn. I expect mm-hmm. cool visuals. I get mm-hmm. that from Jason Sean Alexander. story story wise. Todd's not the best writer in the world. <laughs> right, he's really not. And some right. of these pages, it sounds like he's talking to himself. Sure. And and he reiterates what we're seeing in the panels a lot. So, but you get the violator and you get the clown. That this godsend character is a visual treat. Uh, it, it's just it's it's not Shakespeare. It's it's you <laughs> know it, it it's it's just a wonderful. Dark, supernatural uh, hero that I've dragged along for a ton of years in my comic collecting history that I really can't do without for some reason. But it's not eloquent; it's it's not scintillating wordplay at all. D- does that sound like praise? I think it is. Uh, there are some books you you read for the the mind candy, and there's some books you read for eye candy. Spawn is one of those ones I read for eye candy. I think that's fair. Very fair. Yeah. So I mean, yay! I, I'm I'm curious to see where this goes. And we get a new look for Spawn. I don't know how they're going to work around the fact that his, his junk is going to be hanging out on every panel, but we'll uh-huh. we'll see. I I think the look is cool. I I don't know why he needs all those accoutrements. Mm-hmm. Because mm. he, he's just mimicking what the costume did. Mm-hmm. But uh, his his cape is now the Albanian flag. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, that's cool. Got barbed wire, skull above your junk, you're good. <laughs> it, it is spawn, right? But Todd said that this whole thing is has been designed to reset the spawn uh, power meter. Which hasn't really been a thing for a while. It's okay. Right. Yeah, I guess at some point they
2: had to get rid of the power meter, right? Because
1: Oh, it was quickly running down, yeah. And right. then, then we didn't see it for a while and now it's back. But it's it's good stuff. Nice. Yeah. Below the belt, but it's it's great. Yes sir. I don't know what was up with the uh the uh Jeromo Pena pages. I mean Todd tells us that uh this chapter shows everything that has been happened in the spawn mythos has been going on for centuries and it's only two pages. It's a character walking up a temple mm-hmm. and the temple is designed to look like, uh, the violator a little bit with the, with the head spike and the, or the horn. It's just, it's weird. It's a weird two pages. It's, uh, I don't know where it's going to fit in. I'm sure he'll, he'll flesh it out, but it, it's, if you're going to have Jerome Pena pitch in, I would have liked to see him do something more than, Beautifully drawn architecture, you know. Sure. Yeah. There you go. Well, a salute
2: to Mr. McFarlane on his his consistent passion.
1: Yes, and issue three hundred one is uh, touted to contain Todd Greg Capullo again, Jason Sean Alexander, Clayton Crane, Alex Ross, Bill Sienkiewicz, Francesco Matina, and Jeromo Pena. So he's not letting up. Three hundred one, which is five bucks. So it's going—I'm sure it's going to be an exercise issue as well. Three hundred one is going to continue with the the ball rolling that he he started with this three hundred. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I don't expect you to buy it or read it, but no. at least I got you to read this. That's right. Yep. So uh, if you guys want to, you know, hop in the wayback machine, spawn three hundred is not a bad way to do it. There we go. Yeah. Cool. What else we got? There's a book
2: that uh, absolutely warmed my heart when I saw it Solicited a few months ago um, because it uh, it was drawn by Mr. Ryan Lee. And our listeners probably recognize Ryan's name because we have mentioned him on many a con recap. Uh, we were introduced to Ryan back at the, the first Heroes Con we attended and have seen him at many cons since, including... New Comic Con and Heroes and C2E2. And he's an awesome guy. And uh, I'm proud to have quite a few commissions from him. He is an amazing commission artist um, because his commissions tell stories. And in spite of all that, um, I think like many talented artists on the periphery of the business, uh, it, he, he hasn't worked regularly uh, telling sequential stories in spite of having a desire to do so. Um, Not everybody can be a, you know, a runaway uh, quick success. Um, So when I saw that IDW was putting out a book called Mountainhead um, written by John Lees, L-E-E-S, with art by Ryan, I was just bowled over with joy because um, it's been a long time coming for him. So it was with um, nervous anticipation that I saw this first issue because I think, uh, you know, if it's, if it's well received and well executed, then hopefully this is the, the, the kick in the, uh, the career arc that Ryan desperately deserves. And I have to tell you that I adored the first issue. Um,
1: did either of you read this? But I have not, I have not read it yet. Okay. Um, but that's okay. You could do whatever you want to do. Don't sure. No, I I mean, I'm just, it's, I just want to say that the setup is, is,
2: a lot happens in the first issue um, a lot a lot comes to resolution more than I expected. Um, first of all, we learned that the term mountainhead refers to the idea that people who spend too much time in the Rockies essentially go insane and people say they have mountainhead hmm. um, then we we are shifted away from that idea into a suburban town in Oregon where a young a teenage boy is uh it looks like he's a peeping tom but he's actually breaking into the second floor open window of a suburban home and then he lets his dad in and they are robbing the place and uh that's what they do they rob places to stay alive but we quickly learn that the dad is severely mentally ill he is um a paranoid schizophrenic He's convinced that the whole world is chasing them out to get them, that they're moments away from being captured by some evil government agency and and killed. Um they're always on the run as a result of that. They're off the grid, they have no identities, they have no he doesn't go to school. Um and, and the dad is, is is unhinged. He's he's he wields a gun. You get the sense that he's a danger to himself and his son. But his son loves him and he empathizes with him and he 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 wants to protect him. Um but uh, a a robbery goes wrong because there's somebody home that they didn't think would be home, and the police come and they um they shoot the dad. They don't kill him, but they shoot him. And uh, during intake, it turns out that the son is not is not the dad's son, biological son. He kidnapped him as a as a baby, as a toddler, hmm. uh, from his birth parents and uh, raised him as his own. So you can imagine quite the shock to be fourteen years old and, and to find out that uh, the only life you've known has been a fraud and so um, as they would do in the real world they, um, they they bring him back to his his parents his birth parents even though he has no relationship with them and uh, they live in a town uh, in the Rockies and uh, near the Rockies and um, you know he, he he's reunited with them and they're it's a miracle for them and, and the town and every news is there and all these people remember him and they're just so excited to see him. And for him, he's just completely thrust into the strange world of of normalcy and, 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 str- and strangeness in the sense that, that he doesn't remember this man and woman as his parents, even though they are. And he has no emotional connection to them or his sister. And, uh, it's just a tough time as you can imagine it would be. But, um, but, uh, but as he's, as, as he's going about this, he, um, during the the press conference where he's reunited with his parents, uh, this giant uh, shirtless man stumbles out from the forest and, and uh, collapses. And he's he's we're, we're led to believe that that he's some kind of uh, person that was on the loose and had Mountainhead. So it's a little foreshadowing there. Um, and and that's essentially how the book ends the first issue. Although we we are he the boy the the boy has definitely got his issues it's he he's he's trying he's not asleep he's laying in his bed holding a fork as a weapon and he's hearing voices and and he's seeing the same dark red eyes that his father saw as a paranoid schizophrenic so uh, I don't know if they're trying to say that 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 he is also mentally ill or or that there's some realness to the demons that his dad sees um or, you know, I'm not sure where they're going with that yet, but but um, it was a, it was a powerful first issue, and unlike anything else that's out there, it's it's I guess it's in a way a horror suspense book. Uh, it's what they're alluding to, although the first issue just alludes to that more than than, than goes there directly. Um, but I got to give Ryan props because uh, for those that aren't familiar, he has a very stylized look. Um, Ooh, it's gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. But I mean if you don't know his work, he, he's he draws um his 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 people are generally elongated, exaggerated anatomy. Yeah,
1: very exaggerated.
2: Uh, right. Um I think that uh I, I I a lot of the other parts of his composition are, are more traditional looking, um and not exaggerated, but but his his figure work is is very Exaggerated and cartoony in points, and um, he's very, very good with with, with wildly expressive facial features. Um, and I think that all fits well here. I think he really does a, a nice job in in what could be hard to pull off with talking head scenes where he's interacting with the parents, and 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 you really can it conveys the emotions that that everyone's going through in terms of 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 the boy's name is is James. His given name is James, but he he's he's knows himself as Abraham. Um, where Abraham is, is given the side eye, he's dubious, he's nervous, you can see all that in the face and, and the parents are gratified but also sad and also frustrated and I, I just think Ryan really crushes it when it comes to the emotive side of this book and so much of the book, I think so much of the importance of the book is, is the emotion that would be going through these people um, in, in this extreme set of circumstances so um, yeah man, like I, I, I'm totally in, totally intrigued and I think that um, this, this book is, is 100%, uh, home run for Ryan. I, I, uh, I'm not familiar with his writing partner. I don't think I've ever read anything from him before. Don't know if this is his first comic book or not, but if it is, he's also off to a good start. And, um, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's pretty awesome stuff for, for those that are wondering what Ryan's artwork looks like. Um, I'd say probably the closest thing you may be familiar with, uh, is Rob Guillory. But Ryan's a lot, a lot, a lot more detailed. He's got a lot more, um, there's, there's a lot more, uh, texture to his skin and his anatomy. And it's, it's, so it's, it's a, Rob's a little more smooth, especially with the inking and the coloring. Um, this is a lot more gradient, but uh, but the same kind of of, of of vibe. If if you're so if you're into that kind of cartoon aesthetic, then this will be up your alley. But give it a try. It's it's called Mountainhead. It's by IDW, and uh, I, I, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I, I I was nervous about it, and I I think he I think he hit it. I think he I don't want to say he stuck the landing because it's the first issue of a series, but but I think he definitely uh, got a, a solid uh, double to the gap on his first at
1: bat in the majors. But he's good with the bric-a-brac too. Because, I mean, yeah, the character design and, and, and the expressions and the body language are great. But, like, the village, the, the, what is it? Brerac? Is that how you pronounce mm-hmm. it? Brerac? Mm-hmm. The village is, is really nice. And then, you know, car interiors, the, the film crew or the TV crew, it's just the, the, the little, uh, the, what do you call those things you put on the Christmas tree? The, the, the shiny things that you drape over the the tinsel yeah, they had the oh, tinsel. tinsel the tinsel on this tree is is very well done too yeah i mean little things like the dog welcoming him and licking yeah. him and you see the tail
2: wagging um the 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 guy coming out of the woods and you see his fingers got partially chopped off it's just yeah. bloodshot eyes just a ton of detail um part of that that i think he is i interviewed him for the back when we were Putting out content on 11 prose content. I, I interviewed him, and uh, uh, anyone that, that knows his visuals probably isn't surprised. He's, he's very much inspired by the by the Mad and the EC crew.
1: Yeah. And uh, you know, he's of that school. There's a nice grit to this, too.
2: Right, right. That's why I say I think where he differs from Guillory. I like Guillory a lot, too. But Guillory's visuals are a little smoother, more solid coloring, flat, I mean, strong. Strong, thick line work. Yeah, but inside the lines are relatively just solid color work. Whereas this is is much more detailed within the, within the frame of a, of an object or a person.
1: There's great vomit too.
2: Yeah, yeah I'm liking vomit. that vomit a lot.
1: Yep, projectile vomit. Yeah. Can't beat that. There mm-hmm. you go. All right. What else do we has? Speak on it. I can rock your that that thing you call a core. I can rock it. Because I have a very, very disturbing... Um, Ooh,
2: my, my core is getting firm, firmer ex- by the, the extremely day.
1: Extremely disturbing. I caught up on the I Am a Hero saga. Oh, yes. Yeah. Is that available on Shonen Jump? No, because it's from Dark Horse. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. But they're um, specially priced two volumes in each omnibus. So it's nineteen ninety nine for two volumes. So they're roughly 400 pages apiece. Uh DCB service price is a lot less. Uh, so that's where you get them, right? So I read volumes 8, 9, and 10. So the equivalent of six manga volumes, roughly 1,200 pages, uh, written and drawn. Damn. Yeah. It's written and drawn by Kengo Hanazawa. <laughs> and as I said, it's published by Dark Horse. I've talked about I'm a Hero many times before. There's a an outbreak of something called the ZQN, which stands for Zero Qualified Nucleus Virus, breaks out. People start turning into these kill-crazy, I don't want to call them zombies, but for all intents and purposes, they're quick, fast zombies that uh, dismember, devour. To the eye, they don't. They look like zombies, but it's really not a zombie outbreak. It's a viral outbreak. So if you took Night of the Living Dead, combined it with 28 Days Later, it's kind of, sort of, what this thing is is in the wheelhouse, but it's not a standard zombie tale. Um, and uh, if you want to hear where all this came from, go back and listen to old episodes, because it takes take me far too long to, to, to go back into the storyline. But you have the two main characters. Uh, Hideo, who was the the failed manga artist, uh, he has psych issues. He's, he's not all right. He's, he's not 100%. And, um, you have Hiromi, the girl that got bit who has, a, a strange connection to those infected with ZQN. She survived her bite and now she's linked to these zombies. We'll just call them Z's for, uh, shits and giggles, right? They hooked up with a nurse who was, uh, she's, her name's Miss Oda. She was a former nurse who was used as a sex slave by this group of survivors that were sequestered in the shopping mall. She was their cum dumpster. And um, the that part of the story's over, and Miss Oda went on the road with Hiromi and Hideo. So you have a woman who um, has had frequent sex. What happens when you have frequent sex in a post-apocalyptic world? Ah, uh, Well, you get pregnant. And so they're scavenging for non-perishable food. Miss Oda finds the home pregnancy test and she uses it. And guess what? It tests positive, right? What's the last thing you want in a post-apocalyptic zombie apocalypse world? You don't want to have to contend with a baby, right? So she, she decides to break with Hideo and Hiromi and go out on her own. So she sneaks out of. Th- they're holed up in this this equivalent of a Japanese fuck parlor. It's it's this place where uh, men could take women and pay, and it's 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 fairly ritzy, but it's basically um, you know pay by the hour den for carnal activities, right? So they're they're hold up in this thing, and they got the water there, and they're all right, and they're they're drinking and they're having a good time and miss oda decides to sneak out well um hideo and hiromi pick up on it they hear her leaving so they chase her and miss oda commandeers a garbage truck and hiromi goes whoa 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 wait 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 a minute and she puts her palm palms on the hood of the garbage truck to stop i don't know how this little girl is going to going to stop at a garbage truck, but she, she makes a valiant effort, and she puts her hands on the thing, and Miss Oda hits the gas pedal, and Hiromi gets knocked back. There's been a conflict with Hiromi and Miss Oda over the... since Miss Oda's appearance. Miss Oda had sex with Hideo. She, that's just what she does, right? There was no emotional attachment. And Hiromi is romantically attracted to uh, Hideo for no other reason than she's young and he's a man and he's helped her through tough times he's been there for her so she has this romantic attachment and um, Hideo or Hiromi hits the ground and shit Miss Oda gets out of she puts the, the garbage truck in park and, and she comes out and she's like oh, oh my god are you okay and she doesn't know it but Crawling underneath the garbage truck, leaving a bloody trail of teeny tiny marks on the asphalt, is a baby. And it has the, a fucking onesie on, this cute little onesie, and the thing's all battered and bleeding. And it's got the ZQN virus. Its eyes are all black. It's got the veins in its face. And it's crawling underneath the garbage truck as all this is going on, and it reaches up and it bites Miss Oda on the leg. And she knows she's done for, because that's what happens. You get bit, you get you change, you turn into one of these kill crazy uh, Z's. So what does she do? She doesn't want her erstwhile companions to suffer. She grabs the baby, and she picks it up to her breast. And so the baby's fucking biting the shit out of her, mm-hmm. and she's she's turning into a Z. And you can see it, the the things, are, the veins are creeping on her skin, and she starts, and she's speaking impure things at the two, and she's, she positions herself to the back of the garbage truck, and she lays in the bed of the garbage truck, and she's like, push the button. And the, the Hiromi and Hideo are like, no, no, we can't. And she, she's like, push the button. This thing is getting me. You need to fuck piss shit. Push that button, bitches. Or I'm going to eat the... And she's like, she's turning, right? So Hiromi pushes the button. And they stand there and watch and listen as their one-time companion and the baby snaps and pops under the hydraulic blade Mm. of the garbage truck. It's pretty horrifying, right? But that's not... It's not over. Because there's a wrinkle to this scene that ex- is explained in a later volume that makes it far, far more horrible. I'm not going to go into it, but that's what Hanazawa does. He gives you this horrifying scene in one volume. Then maybe a couple hundred pages later, he's like, that thing that turned your stomach way back when it's not over because that's not the last of it. And when he, when he hits you with that, that kick to the balls, many many chapters later it's devastating like holy shit and I wish I could go into it but it would completely spoil the thing that makes I am a hero so compelling to read and I, I, I won't do it so I, I want people to read this thing because on the back of the you know there's cover pull quotes right and it says um, that they're calling this the the best manga zombie story ever And I was like, yeah, okay, you know, sure. That's just, they're just trying to get you to read the thing. I thank you. I think it may be. I think this may be the best. And you know what? You're going to expect me to say this, so I'm going to. I like Walking Dead, the comic. I think it it showcases the human element in a disastrous situation, the ups and downs of the human element, right? You get the, the, the light and the dark. To me, I Am a Hero is far more compelling than Walking Dead, because not only do you have the human element, there's this weird sci-fi angle to this thing, because all of the Zs are joining together. They're combining into these massive, I'm talking skyscraper-sized creatures. All the bodies are coming together. So you'll get, and you can see images of this, on 11 o'clock click on the episode link and there'll be pictures these extremely disturbing masses of human flesh multi-eyed multi-limbed just tromping over the the landscape and um Hiromi has a link to all these things so i mean not only are the the z's linked physically by flesh the the souls of the Z's are also linked. You have shared, shared, like a hive mind. You have shared experiences, shared memories. They can all see what one sees. Like there's, it, well, it's the Beatles said it best, right? I, I am, he is, you are, he is, you are me, and we are all together. There's the souls of the, the, the ZQNs are this collective entity and they experience the same things. There's a, a, a sequence in the, uh early parts of these three volumes where hiromi and hideo have sex and because hideo or hiromi was bitten and survived she has that link and because hideo was he didn't know it at the time but he was bitten by his girlfriend whom he killed way back in the first volume he survived as well when they joined they get into this mental landscape where they both see and feel the same things the exact and it's not like oh it's not lust where they're just like doing the deed and they're just like uh, uh, uh. no they, they see the same mental images they feel the same mental impulses it's nuts and it's like they're underwater when it happens there's this misty bubbly shit that comes out of both of their mouths and they see these things this book is like it's far beyond just a regular zombie story you have cult leaders in this thing it, it's magnificent And um, I think if you're horror-minded, if you read this, you're going to be like, holy shit, where has this been all my life? Because (laughs) the creatures are just – they're devastatingly designed. Giant, massive things over the the, the landscape the cityscape of Japan. And they stick out like these Lovecraftian beasts and they mimic the architecture. So they look like – towers with arms and and eyes and it's just it's it's very deeply disturbing but for my money i want to be disturbed when i read horror right and this does the trick it is just spectacular so if you're in that zone you like being repulsed and disturbed and and shocked and horrified read i am a hero because it is it is just it's monumental i think it's an important important horror work that's great. Yeah, yep. Yeah. And there's humor in it and and other stuff, but for the most part, it it'll shock you. It may take a hundred pages to get there. It's a manga after all, right? <laughs> but once that you get the kick, you're, you're gonna never forget it. This stuff is gonna stick with you.
2: It must be so nice to
1: be able to just tell your story at whatever pace you deem appropriate. Right? There's side stories in this thing too. There's this little girl in Italy. A little like maybe five, maybe six, seven years old, this little mm-hmm. tiny girl. And and as it starts, she's surrounded by these people. Normal looking people, right? And they're talking, you know, back and forth and they're going into stuff. And later it's 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 revealed that she has a connection to the disease as well. And the people that were around her talking, they're not normal real people. They're bloodied, battered they're Z's, and they're, some of them have parts of their heads missing, and they're just—we're ta- led to believe that they're just talking in open air. But really, she could pick up on what they're saying. They're not speaking at all. It's in that that shared mental landscape that all the Z's, in which they reside. She's picking up on all that, and she's sti- she's sitting there crying, just holding this doll. It's like how how far can this thing go like it's just amazing the 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 disgusting disturbing things that hanazawa just he revels in it and i revel in it too because that's my wheelhouse you're gonna make me vomit make me shocked (laughs) i am there every time it's my thing so there you go you guys should really i mean it's an investment
2: but that's the thing Uh, you you talk about this book and it sounds awesome but there are so many manga, uh, especially because I subscribe to the Shonen Jump now, that I am enjoying and, and would love to catch up on. And it just always feel so daunting to do that. So to pick up another one, it's just a hard, hard thing to commit to.
1: But as far as manga goes, it's finite. This is not one piece. It's not going to go on for 90, 100 volumes. Right. Volume 11, which comes out soon, is the last. It's done. Mm-hmm. It's finished. So you're talking twenty two volumes or or <laughs> is that it no you're t- twenty two volumes or ten uh eleven Omnibuy, which you can get for for ten eleven dollars on on um well maybe not eleven dollars like maybe say thirteen fourteen bucks a piece so I'm in this for a hundred and fifty bucks, and I think that's well worth the money for uh four hundred pages times eleven that's a that's a huge chunk of comics. Yeah. You know? And the thing, I don't mind the investment when you're going to present a sequence to me that's never going to leave my mind. You're giving me mm-hmm. something that I'm never going to forget. That is worth its weight in gold to me. You've, you've pushed me into an area I've never experienced before. You're never going to, I'm never going to, forget it. It's never going to leave me. Yeah, here's my 150 bucks. Right. So there you go totally fair. Yeah. Right? I love it so much. <laughs> Jay Tomio does too. So I'm feeling like I'm I'm validated in the fact that he likes it. Well, there you go. Cuz he's the connoisseur. Yeah. Uh, but when when you think of manga zombie stuff, like what can compare to this? High school of the dead, no. Um, you know, Hour of the Zombie? No. There's, I mean, I can go down a list. I don't think any manga compares to this. And then while I'm at it, I'll throw Dead World in there and Walking Dead and, you know, Marvel Zombies. Like, nothing really compares to this. So I'm going to move on. (laughs) I got nothing left to say. It's the best. Yep. For the record,
2: um, there's a list of the 10 best manga, zombie manga of all time, Vince. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's see how many of these you've read. Okay. Ready? First of all, number one is I Am A Hero. Uh, yes. <laughs> I'm saying on this list. So. Yeah, I know. I'm just being. Okay. Uh, number two, uh, Apocalypse Notoride, Ford of Apocalypse. I have not read that. Number three, Biomega. Yes. Number four, Cradle of Monsters. Yes. Number five, Biohazard Marhawa Desire. Yes. Apparently, yeah. that's Resident Evil. It's just Japan's version of Resident Evil. Uh, Go, Goku
1: Gakugorashi. Mm. Is there a, an English transli- uh, name school for that? School Live. School Live. No. School. No.
2: no. Uh, Zombai Raiko. Raiko the Zombie Shop.
1: No, I haven't read that one. Manga of the Dead.
3: Manga? High school,
2: manga of the dead.
3: No, I've read High School of the Dead though. High
2: School of the Dead, yeah. And then uh, number ten, uh, Magical Girl Apocalypse.
1: I bottomed out on that. I started it, but no, I didn't. I didn't read the, 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 well, the whole thing. To
2: say if it's the number ten best Japanese zombie manga, it's probably
1: you know, yeah, skippable. Yeah, but I mean, really, I think the contender is High School of the Dead. Interesting, That's they're number nine. Yeah, no, I mean, because it's sexy, and it's it's extremely sexy. There's a lot of fan service in it. But the, there's some character interaction that's very well done. And it's, it's, it's very violent, very disturbing. So, yeah, I like that. I got the, the big-ass color versions, hardcovers of that. Yep. But, I mean, you put this next to Walking Dead, for my money, just blows it away.
2: Well, their number two, this Fort of Apocalypse, apparently, is about a dude that's wrongly accused of crime, sent to prison, hardened criminals, and then there's a zombie outbreak while he's stuck in prison.
1: Ah, huh. So. There you go. Boom. Yep. Good stuff. Surprised that hour the zombie's not on there. That was really good. The uh, high school kids turn into zombies for a specific period of time and then it flips off the something triggers the change back to normal and they they can remember what they've done but they're powerless to to stop it so it's 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 human anguish
3: really <laughs> it's so uh,
1: yeah uh, i ate my friend and i i i remember that i did it but i couldn't stop myself <laughs> 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 uh, sadistic right all right should we bring this baby home? Looks like it.
2: Back this truck up.
1: All right. You've been listening to 11 o'clock comics, of course. Episode 625 brought to you by Discount Comic Book Service. DCBservice.com. Get your books getting fast and delivered right to your door. Write these down. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles ongoing number 100. Woohoo! My boy Dave doing some phenomenal work on that. It will cost you 3.99. From Image Heart Attack number 1 with our boy Eric Zawadzki. From Eternal, um, $1.99. And last but certainly not least, Dragonfly and Dragonfly Man number one from Ahoy Comics, $1.99. I mentioned it, but I didn't go into it. So I'm going to do it next time because Invisible Kingdom is freaking awesome. From Dark Horse. You should read it because I'm going to talk about it next time. Uh, first five issues are a complete arc. It ain't over yet because issue six and now issue seven was solicited, but it is just, it's, it's gorgeous. It's thought provoking. It's, um, there's a commentary on belief systems and what they do to people, uh, juxtaposed with, not, I guess you can call it non belief systems, right? Uh, but which is a belief system in its own. So, various strata of belief and what it does to people and what they do to convince themselves that that belief system is legit and what happens when they find out. When it's not, it's just great stuff. It's far more than space opera. And I I like it a lot. So Invisible Kingdom, go read it, and then we'll talk about it. Okay. I'll catch up for next week for
3: you. Hey!
0: In your travels... Um. By Sheena McGuire, Takeshi Miyazawa, and Ian Herring, it is the first issue of Ghost Spider. I decided to jump on since I haven't read Gwen Stacy, uh, Spider Gwen, or Gwen Stacy Ghost Spider. Um, not since. Jason and Ed Robbie stopped messing with the character. So I figured Mm -hmm. this might be a pretty um, neat jumping on point. And I think, I think it is. Um, I have some questions, which they're explaining as as the issue goes on. But um, Gwen Stacy on Earth-65, she, everybody knows Gwen Stacy, is ghost spider and um she wants to go to school but she's going to go to school uh she's gonna go to esu on the 616 so she dimension hops to um the main marvel universe um where she applies for school and gets accepted thanks to a uh a a stark scholarship um And then she and Spider-Man go patrolling, uh, the Peter Parker Spider-Man, not, uh, not miles, uh, back home. Captain Stacy, uh, is back at work after recovering from a heart attack. And, um, and he is met by the mayor who is J. Jonah Jameson. And Jonah is there because he wants his son released from prison. Um, the cops are a little confused because the only prisoner they have in custody at the station is Manwolf. And, um, I guess people don't know that John Jameson and Manwolf are the same, um, person or creature. So, uh, there's this, uh, this confusion there. I, I think the story is, um, it's a too strong start. I, I, I'm, I'm digging the, the wordplay between all the characters. Um, I think McGuire has a, uh, has a good handle on everybody here. I like the art; it's um, it's manga-esque in some places, um, a little sparse in the backgrounds in others, but the action moves nicely. Um, the speed, speed lines where applicable. Dig the expressions on everybody's faces. Uh, Pete looks a little too dashing and, and a little on the thin side, but other than that, um, you really can't say. I have any complaints with the issue. So I will be, um, I, I, pre-ordered the first few issues. So, um, we'll see where it goes. And, um, hopefully I won't have to worry about any major crossovers anytime soon, but I, am um, adding another win in the, uh, spider family comment for me on this one.
2: Right on. Um, in your travels, I'm going to mention two books because there's a commonality between them. Um, first up is, uh, a web comic, uh, written by our good friend and guest of the show, Mr. Sean Pryor. Uh, it's written by Sean. It art is by George Combatis and it's called the fire within. Uh, it came out, uh, about two weeks ago digitally. You can get it, uh, at the, the fire within comic. Dot com. So include the, uh, it is, I'm not going to get into the details of the story because it should be, uh, experienced for yourself, but I will say that it is a incredibly personal, uh, and, um, touching story from Sean, uh, that, uh, essentially is about a boy named Andre who, uh, is exposed to a life of domestic violence at an early age and makes a potentially fatal decision, um, in an attempt to shock his mother into changing their circumstances. And, uh, it really hit me hard. I, I have to say, um, and I bring it up. I mentioned it on the Facebook group as well. Um, it, it's the kind of story that, that you read and you, you, um, you, I think you can't help, but be impacted by it. And, Um, I think it's awesome Sean put this out and 100% of the proceeds uh, of the digital comic are going to go to the national coalition against domestic violence. So supporting this not only supports Sean, but it, 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 uh, as importantly supports a very, uh, a very worthwhile uh, charity. So, um, kudos to him for putting the story out there and also, um, uh, kudos for donating the proceeds to, uh, to the coalition. That's great. So, uh, again, it's the firewithincomic.com if you want to check that out. And then um, the other part of the new travels also features Sean in a much more upbeat way because the first issue of the new ongoing comic at Image Comics is Mike Norton's Battle Pug number one. And Sean does, uh, he is the writer of the backup story in the first issue. Um, for those of you who don't know, Battle Pug is Mike Norton's long running, amazing and wildly successful web comic that he subsequently, uh, put into print through image, including, uh, a collection of the entire thing called the Compugdium, which I highly recommend. Um, Battle Pug is a story about a, a Conan analog. Um, who is from Kinmundia. He's the last survivor of Kinmundia. And he goes around, uh, he's a barbarian, he goes around adventuring uh, with his trusty steed, who is a gigantic pug, hence Battle Pug. Um, this, uh, this picks up where all that, where the last series left off. And it's, uh, it's them traveling along with uh, some new compatriots um, well, not new if you read the last, but but with compatriots Mall, uh, and her dogs Mingo and Colfax, and uh, they. <laughs> so this is a Mike. It's a, if if it's not clear, it's a it's a comedy book. Um, Mike, <laughs> they go to a town called Ashkum, and uh, there is a ruler there named Joe and the ruler <laughs> wears a sock puppet named Kofefe.
0: Nice, that's perfect.
2: <laughs> and Jofel is uh, unmistakably Vladimir Putin as a barbarian, and the sock puppet is unmistakably the president of the United States. And uh, uh, if you all know Mike's other webcomic project, then you know that this isn't surprising. Uh, but anyway, it was a, a it was a very fun first issue. This is it's an up- uproarious uh, adult webcomic comic uh, turned ongoing series at image um picked up right where it left off had the same kind of joie de vivre really thought it was a, a fun start to the new adventures and i highly recommend it and like i said there's a backup story a few pages with uh with with sean p as the writer so uh, much love to everybody for uh, an auspicious re-debut
1: nice well That's it's right. mike and sean you know it's got to be good
2: yeah, it's cool. I mean, it's cool that that Mike gave Sean that platform, right? I mean, sure. That's, that's a pretty big, big doings to let somebody write it back up in uh, in in your image number one.
1: Well deserved. Yeah. Yeah. All right, you people. Thank you for being here with us one more time. If you want more stuff from Eleven O'clock Comics, go to the Facebook, the Twitter, the Reddit the Instagram, all those things, because we have little footprints there, and uh, come back next week, because if you don't, we'll miss the hell out of you. In the meantime, so you can, uh, right. That's it. See what I'm doing there? A little drum action, or cymbal action, anyway. Uh Hi-hat. David. Uh, Wow. There you go, see? David. Oof. There you go. In the zone. Just come back, people. Damn it. Because we'll be here. What have we got to lose? That's right. Say poop, Jason. I'm not going to say that. (laughs) Why? (laughs) Dance with me, puppet. (laughs) Oh, well. I'll say cofet. All right. Same thing.
3: Mm-hmm.